folks. All right, we are live, back in action. It's your favorite station in the nation. Welcome in for another live, fun-filled edition of the Third and Three Podcast, starring Tricky Nicky Gist, the real deal, Damian Adams, and myself, the sports prophet, Jason Fearman. We are proudly presented by the Sports Column at thesportscolcol.com and brought to you by Reebok, Beer Drop, and Meatworks. We're going to tell you about all three of those throughout the show. And, of course, get over to 3rd and 3 podcastcom for all the latest action that's going on. Let's get the show started over here. We got Knowledge with Nikki. She's tricky. She's going to make it happen. We got a great show coming on today. We are going to have a whole lot of fun. We are going to go crazy. We're going all over the place. Yes, I love it. Embrace the chaos. Yes, embrace it is right. It is coming, my friends. Everybody watch out because this show is going to be bonkers. There's no question about it. It's going to be a lot of fun, D. I can't wait to get this bad boy going with you over here. Uh, The mastermind in the house. Always bringing the real deal with every line. That's what D does. Here we go. What's happening, partner? I'm doing good, man. Just glad to be on another show on a Wednesday night. You know, making our... Wednesday nights brighter along with the people listening and watching. Always yes. good. Yes, yes. We need the people listening and watching. We wouldn't have them without, you know, we need them because we need their input. We love their input. We want to get their input. But you know what? If you listen to the podcast afterwards, that is all good too. So I'm going to try to share this on Twitter real quick before we get going on over here. We're going to talk. Wow, <laughs> guys, we got a lot to talk about. We really do. We have NFL quarterbacks make it or break it seasons top 20 fantasy players we're going to get into our top four names for horses okay like for the kentucky derby in light of that we just who knows what we came up with i i tried to come up with crazy names i don't know how well i did we'll see we got some real fake reality tv i don't know what you want to call it knowledge with nikki of course and we'll close it out with nba playoffs today that's the way the show is going to go down. Charlie Brown, let's make this happen. So, guys, uh, yeah, where to start? Well, I don't know. Let me say that, you know, I turned 42 over the weekend. So, that's right. Happy birthday. Happy yep, birthday. You guys wish me happy birthday in the last show, which I really appreciate. And, you know, people like always get upset, like, oh, you know, I'm older, you know, whatever this and that, like, I can't believe I'm getting older. Like, I mean, you're not going to get younger. <laughs> so like, I would say embrace it. Like, just like, what the hell? Like, uh, you know, like what, like, what do you want to do? Like, like not get older and not live and, not, you know, like die at, at we want to live, Jay. We don't want to get older. Okay. Cause let me tell you, easy <laughs> for you guys. Okay. You don't have to get the Botox and the hair done and the lashes and the lips and the tanning and the, pedicure and the nails and the oh my god and the filler it's like a lot you guys can age gracefully well women go through hell d there's no doubt about it i've said it on the show many times that thank god i'm not a woman um nothing against women obviously i just you guys deal with so much stuff again the whole pregnancy thing boggles my mind i don't even know how that's even fucking possible the whole thing it's just being a woman and i can go over things but we're not gonna get too graphic on this show obviously it is tough d and i just I, I can't imagine. Yeah, no, when you talk about aging, there definitely is easier on men as far as just everything, like the perception yeah. of it. Like we had some gray in our beard. We're considered distinguished gentlemen now. If, yeah. you know. <laughs> so with women, it's different. They're judged differently. Uh, hopefully that starts to change over the years. We're starting to see little by little 
uh, that women in sports are being treated better. Hopefully that translates all over and it comes with aging. Everybody ages and it's a beautiful thing for everyone, yes. not just for men with the salt and pepper beard. So I think that it should be, <laughs> it should be something that's uh, encouraged and something that's really just accepted by everyone that aging is a part of the process. Absolutely. I'm just great. I'm grateful I made it this far. I never saw myself at 42 years old when you were younger, right? So like, you never, like I'll be an old man by then. I don't feel freaking old. I feel like I'm 25. I feel great. So screw that shit. I'm all good, man. All but, mental, uh, what's that? I say it's all mental, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> stay in shape, you know, do what you got to do, you know, play some ball and stuff. It's fun. You know, you guys still play ball. As much as I, not as often as I like, but as much as I can. I know D, you still play. Yeah, I try to get out to the gym at least once a week. I haven't been doing it during the playoffs. I've been really bad because I've been watching mm -hmm. basketball to play. Uh, so <laughs> I, that's when I, I really get out of shape. Uh, but I've been, trying, <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to do better. Shout out to my mom. She got me in the gym when she came out here to visit for Mother's Day. No uh, doubt. Got, got me out there working nice. out. So, All yeah, right, so that's got me back into it. So that's why I need to keep more consistent with it. Was that your uh, post? Were you guys playing pool? Yeah, yeah. Is that so, your house? You have a big no, pool team? No, no, I wish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> like a really nice living game area. Knowing you where they go. Yeah, it was my friend's apartment complex, their little rec area. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, where we were playing pool. It was really fun. It's the tiny portion of the house, just a little rec area. I don't think that it is. Oh, man. Speaking of moms, it's up to the mom of the show. What's happening? Hi, mom. All right. Yo, before we get into uh, you know neighborhood news and start rolling with this show, I, 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 we're going to bring it up just now as basketball game is starting, Boston, Milwaukee. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that as we're doing the show over here. So if I get distracted, you'll have to excuse me. But Tom freaking Brady, dude, $37.5 million a year to be on, on Fox as a broadcaster. I mean, the guy hasn't even retired yet. So, and you know what? Like, Nikki, how you're sick of Aaron Rodgers. I'm totally sick of Tom Brady. It's not even him that I'm – I'm just sick of all the media coverage, and he gets whatever the hell he wants. I'm so tired of it, man. I know. I know. Enough. You know, I love him, though, so I am fine. I know you love him. him. On TV, many, many, many more years. Like, that's that's fine. Um. Yeah, no, I know it's annoying, right? Like, I wish we could all just, you know, leave our job and then be like, oh, somebody wants us. They're going to pay us a bazillion dollars to come work for them. Like, how great that must feel. It's more money that he's going to make off the field than on the field, which, I mean, he already makes money off the field. This is crazy, D. I mean, the amount of money, like, I mean, gee, if they're offering you take it, you know, what the hell? I totally understand it, but um I'm sure Brady will be good at his job. I mean, the guy studies more than anybody. He's like a freaking nerd, obviously. I mean, it's like, you know, studying for like the freaking SATs or some shit like that every single day. But I'm sure he'll be good. But again, just all the publicity around him, it's just like so much, you know, from the Miami thing that we talked about. I'm tired, man. Just enough. Let him go play and let, let's go. Nah, I definitely understand you. It's It's weird to me because is a broadcaster worth that much? Like he's not going to be on TV every day. He's not going to be like doing the Stephen A. Smith or Colin Cowherd thing. He's going to be on Sundays. I'm pretty sure he'll make his appearances on all of Fox shows throughout the yeah. week and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you watch a football game, a lot of times I could watch the game on mute. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. Like I don't need, <laughs> because we're, you know, us three, of course, being crazy football fans, we can do that. Now, of course, the casual fan, 
they need the person telling them what's going on in those things. And of course, we're not experts. That helps with us as well. But is it worth it? Because I'm not going to watch a game because Tom Brady is calling it. Like if the Saints are playing and Tom Brady happens to call the game, cool. But I'm not going to tune in and say the Saints are on, but Tom Brady is calling the, the Dallas game. I'm not right. going to say, oh, Tom Brady's on this game. Let of me course. tune into this one. I Nobody does that for Ro- like nobody cares. You know, Romo just happens to be calling the highest game. That's why yeah. he gets high ratings. You know, they put them on the biggest game, you know, uh, him and Aikman, of course, and all this crap. And these guys moving away from Fox. So we saw an opening. They're like, listen, we're like desperate to make sure we lock someone in. Let's lock this thing in. He's going to be playing on Fox. It's it's so weird. Like, you know, like the NFC, they play on Fox. The whole thing is strange to me, Dean. It turns me off completely. Yeah, it's and you mentioned earlier, he's going to make more money in those 10 years oh, than God. he made in 23 on the football field. Nuts. It's, <laughs> it's so bananas. I know he took some pay cuts here and there, but yeah. still the fact that he was still getting highly paid. So the fact that he was getting this much money in the NFL in 23 years and is going to make more in 10 years on TV doing something that is – a lot easier. He's not taking hits. He's not having to, uh-huh. you know, not having to study as much for the opponent. Now right. you have to study, of course. Tony Romo definitely has to study to do what he does as far as oh, calling out sure. the plays and stuff like that. Brady does that anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a hard job. Don't get me wrong, but thirty-seven million a year to call football and to make some appearances on some shows during the week uh, must be nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God, can we just get like a little bit to, you know, I'll call a game. I'll do, <laughs> do a free game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it for 25 bucks an hour or 37 and a half an hour. Sure. Please. Come on. Yeah, we're better than that. Our we we should do that though. I think it might be an off camera conversation, but we should like this season mm. coming up, like do some games where we like we go on stream yard and oh, do some, yeah. some games where we call it. Is that legal? Can we do that? Can we do that? I don't, I don't know. If we can have the game itself showing while we Not call sure. it. Right. Right. Yeah, but we could. We could call it. Yeah. Ah, all right. All right. All right. Hopefully, people. Uh, you know, they'll they'll bear with us. There might be a two second time delay, but hopefully not. Hopefully not. We'll see. But uh, we'll get there when we get. This thing is allowed because let's. We want to hear a football game call with some curse words. Of course. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, shit. People are going to love our show. Oh, God. We're going to go off. Wow. They think that, you know, having Marshawn Lynch on with Peyton and Eli was something. Forget about it. Holy. <laughs> We're going to have to have R-rated all over the place. You know, you know, big caption, you know, for mature audiences only. You know, watch out. Hey, God forbid it's a Giants game. I mean, my shit's going to oh. be flying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. We can't let you call a Giants game. That would just be. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Safety. <laughs> No, yeah, and we, we got to be careful. We'll pick a game that means nothing to any of our teams, and you know it'll be a good, maybe like a Denver Kansas City game. That would be a lot of fun. And we'll see, we'll see. I like Denver this year. Yeah, well, tomorrow, so we'll. we'll I see. know they screwed us over. Why can't they just come out with that shit? This, but they got they came up with what the Christmas game, and I know the Green Bay's playing. I know, like everything, but they, 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 yeah. give me a whatever. <laughs> you know what? They they're gonna play. They're gonna play. We'll figure it out. We'll do our wins losses, and we'll have fun with it. We'll have fun. But um, we do have some quarterbacks to talk about, and these quarterbacks that we're going to talk about make it or break it seasons for them. It's brought to you by Meatworks, which is the real deal. If you're a meat lover and love that custom meat, that butcher-style steak, ribs, burgers, and all that good stuff, I got good news for you. All you have to do is go to 33 podcastcom 
click on the Meatworks link over there and choose from any one of their curated boxes or create your own, whatever you want delivered to your home. Shipping is free. Save yourself the time, effort, and money as you can save on all that sweet beef you love by simply going to Third and Three's website. That's all you got to do. Get over there. Go to Meatworks. Take advantage of the discount. So don't discount what I'm saying to you right now. Meatworks is awesome. Get on over there. Make it a break of season. Let's hit it, lady and gentlemen. Here we go. First one. It just came out this way. I was writing him down, and Daniel Jones just popped in, Nikki. I know the answer already. There's no doubt, but what the hell? Again, we know the Giants aren't a great team, so we're not going to go crazy over here. So let's be realistic. What can he possibly do to keep his job knowing that, again, he doesn't have great receivers. Saquon Barkley is a total question mark. The offensive line is hopefully going to get better. They have a new they have a new coach. Mm-hmm. So if he plays well enough under Brian Dable, and they saw what he did with Josh Allen, maybe that's enough to keep him. I don't know. How well does he have to play? <laughs> like, I mean, you got to win the Super Bowl, I feel like, at this yeah. point. Like, it is just so – I mean, I did a little list as well, and he was number one on my list. I feel like whether you're a Giants fan or not, you have to look at that team, look at them objectively, and you have to say, like, you know, he's definitely in the top there for make it or break it. Now, they did not take the fifth-year option on him. So uh, it is literally make or break it. And he's probably going to break it because I can't count on him for an entire healthy season. Yes, they're addressing the offensive line. Yes, they've addressed – some needs in the draft. Um, but again, I just think that we've seen everything we need to see. And I guarantee you, we will see Tyrod Taylor by week eight. You most week likely. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, is, this is good shit. This is a good chance then. No, Mike, no discount, double check, but there is a discount on Meatworks and some other stuff on third and three. So check that out. You know, I'm, D, I really like Daniel Jones. I, I know it sounds weird. I think he actually is a good quarterback. He's just not. He hasn't had the right fit. Maybe Brian Dable brings the best out of him somehow. I think that Daniel Jones belongs on a football team. It most likely will be as a backup, but I think he has abilities. I, I just don't know if he's got the team around him to help, but maybe Dable's the coach that he needs. I don't know. What are your thoughts, bro? I definitely think he has abilities. Like he's shown some flashes of abilities. We joke about the play where he tripped over his own feet. Yeah. But the fact that he was by himself that far down the field, like shows you how athletic he is with mm-hmm. his speed. And you can run some things with him as far as read options and different things you could do with, with his, his athletic ability. Uh, so I definitely think there's ability there. Now, is he a starting quarterback? Like you mentioned, he may be a backup in this league mm-hmm. this year. We'll see. So it definitely is a make it or break it year for him as far as being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh-huh. I think we all agree there. That's a trifecta on that one. Here's an interesting one. Again, a new head coach, new toys to play with, Tua Tungavailoa, Nikki. So this one is tricky, of course, um, but now he's been in the league. What, this is going to be his third full season? Is that right? Third year? I believe so. Yeah, right. Fourth. So. It, feel, it feels like forever, but, yeah, it's only year three. It does feel like it's been a long time, right? My God, wow. Anyway, well, whatever it is, I do think it is a make or break year for Tua because now they got all the weapons all over the place. Um, the defense should be good enough, you know, to hold up with the weapons like that. Nikki, um, I can, I, I like Tua more than other people, so I think he can get the job done. I think he will actually make it. 
I don't know if he's the quarterback that gets you over the hump to make the Super Bowl. But again, like I say, around the right team, which I think he has, and maybe the right coach now in McDaniel, we'll see if he's the leader or not. It could work out. So I think he makes it, but it is make it or break it for me, Nick. You know, I'm with you. It's make it or break it-ish for me because let's get him, yes, some help. Let's get him like a, a team around him. And now let's get him a full year, give him a chance. So, yeah, I'd say it's make or break it-ish. But but what is making it for him? Like you say that for Daniel Jones. Like uh-huh. how many wins is that? Like, Ooh, that's you know, what does question. he have to do? Like where do we need to see to see make it? So 10 wins? Is that? That would, you know, if that's the playoffs and that's probably sufficient, B, I want to get to you. Of course, we got to get Mike's uh, comments in here. That's who got done dirty by the Dolphins in that social media video of him passing to Tyree Kill. And, yeah, you're right. Tyree Kill uh, does have a track team around him this year. There's no doubt. I, again, we talked about this, and I wrote it in my most improved teams article. I had the Dolphins at number two, no, four, whatever the hell it was. They were in the top, they were in the top five. So again, um, D, they, he's got all the weapons. They're going to want run wide receiver screens left and right and do this and that and probably rely on the weapons more and just have two or be more of, I hate to say game manager, but that's what he is. And he doesn't turn the ball over. So I like it, but it definitely is make or break, especially given the quarterback crowd coming in next year. Yeah, I think it's make it or break it. And I think that it's somewhat depending on wins, but it's also depending on style of play. So you mentioned a lot of screens, yeah. a lot of short passes. If they have to depend on only that and they're not able to go downfield, I think it's going to be a break year for him if they're not able to use Tyreek Hill and Waddle and all that speed that they have to the full extent of their abilities. I, okay. All right. Then that's interesting. And they should be able to go downfield with the receivers that – they have obviously, but you know, they got speedsters and Waddle and Tyree Kill, obviously, and Tua, we know, can throw the ball. They just don't do it. And now, with, um, you know, so, what do you call it? Sorry, sorry oh, you. did you guys see the video that Mike is referencing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. so it's already looked like Tua might not have the arm to <laughs> get I the know. ball downfield to Tyree yeah. Kill. Like, yeah. they tried to make it look so pretty, like, they followed the ball. Right. <laughs> it's going so nicely. And the next thing you know, you see Tyreek Hill stopping to have to grab the ball. Yeah. Uh, so well, you see you see it there and you're like, okay, maybe to a – but it's just, the, you know, it's the first thing you got to get used to throwing somebody that fast going down the field. That's what's up. Right. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have to see. And maybe it's uh, anticipation as well. He has to get rid of the ball earlier. That's a big thing. Like, with, yeah. I always mention with Cincinnati's quarterback, he doesn't have the biggest arm, Right. But he right. gets the ball out early. So that's when he gets the deep balls downfield to Jamar Chase and those guys because he releases the ball very early mm-hmm. and anticipates well when they're going to be open. Yep. He's got great timing, you know, obviously the accuracy. And that's what Tua does. Tua has great accuracy. Granted, they're on mid-range, you know, short passes most of the time. But um, I think, that, like you said, he's got to get used to the cheetah speed, man. You know, that's something that he hasn't seen. So, you know, let him get used to that for a little bit. And what Lamont ridiculous LA white <laughs> in the background? It's look, it's four week championships, six of them, bro. All right, we we know what we're doing. All right. <laughs> oh man, yep. See Mikey Patton saying hating. Yep, totally hating on his five championships. I don't know. He said six. I, I'm waiting on six, but uh, that'll happen pretty soon with Trey Lance, or at least I'm hoping so. But yeah, make it or break it for Tua. Um, Jalen Hurts is next on my list. Uh, Damien, I'll go to you first on this one. I'll just say pretty quickly. I don't think it's necessarily make it or break it yet for him. I think that it's 
you better show me something this year for sure. Otherwise, we're definitely going to investigate elsewhere. But I don't know. I feel like he deserves a little more of a chance, a little more of a rope, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly. But I like Jalen Hurts. I think that things are going to work out for him. And they did make the playoffs. So I guess, D, you, you would have to say they got to make the playoffs again and at least show up in order for Jalen Hurts to keep his job, right? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's a step before make it or break it. Like the only way it becomes a make it or break it year is if it's just goes totally off the rails. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't play well at all. And they end up going three and 14. Then you can see it like, oh, maybe you should go somewhere else. But if they have a decent season, if they didn't miss the playoffs, but the offense plays well and he plays well, I can see him continuing to keep that job. So I think it's a step before make it or break it. Unless yep. he has a horrible year, which I don't see him having just a terrible season. Neither do I. I think that he's going to keep growing. And again, he's a kid who's been fighting, you know, his whole entire career going back to college in order to play ball. He he does his thing. Yeah, Mike uh, says that he thinks that he's the guy and so does L.A., you know, thinks that. Well, L.A. says that Hurst has got to step it up this year's draft. It's going to be crazy with the QBs. That's the thing. You know, they're talking about like six quarterbacks being drafted next year. But, yeah, thinking about this year, of course, they're, getting, they're giving Hurts everything that you can ask for now with A.J. Brown on that team, for God's sake. So, he should look pretty good. So make it a break, and I'm with you. It's kind of fringy right there. Uh, let's get through a few more. Now, this one's a weird one. Make it or break it, Carson Wentz. Like, if he doesn't do well with Washington this year, they're definitely going to draft a quarterback because they'll be somewhere in the top 10 easily, right? And then it's like, <laughs> does a fourth team give Carson Wentz a shot to be a starter? I say, no way, Nikki. If, if he doesn't perform well this year, then he's going to be a backup forever. That's it. Nobody will pay this guy any money ever again. Yeah, no, this is make it or break it for him, but for his career. Like, can you be a starting quarterback somewhere, or are you a backup? You know what I mean? This isn't make it or break it for the commanders. Um, I don't think anybody really has a ton of expectations for them, especially going into this season. And with Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz, like we all talk about, can he stay healthy? You know, he is just like malfunction prone. Uh, So this is make it or break it if he wants to have a job (laughs) continuing after because he's just on a one year deal. Right. It's it's just one year. That's it. Just one. Yeah. 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 Because they know they know D that that's they know it. It's like, let's just pick this guy up for this year and let's see if we can catch lightning in a bottle. That's basically what it is. And there's probably, you know, no rainstorm coming. No, no thunderstorm for this man over here. I don't think so. Neither does Mike. Neither does L.A. None of us. I don't think if unless you are going to be total devil's advocate on this one. No, like I totally agree with you guys. They already drafted a quarterback. They're already looking towards the future. Right. When it comes to the commander's franchise. So they already took a flyer on that. So they're looking at somebody like true. They're looking right. at Carson like, OK, let's see if you can do it. If you are really good, maybe we can trade you if our you know, his rookie is nice and get something for you. So it's definitely for him, like Nikki said, make it or break it for his career, not make it or break it for Washington. Like his term in Washington is definitely just temporary. He uh-huh. is the definition of a bridge quarterback. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, he would have to go to the playoffs, play really well in order for who is it? Sam Howell they got, or was it Corral they picked up? I forget which one. Oh, I, I think it was as well. I think it was Howell. Maybe I should look that up real quick, but or maybe one of uh, one of our, our friends over here will tell us and figure this out. I think it was Howell. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I thought it was um, Howell. 
to go through, yeah, a couple more. I think Marcus Mariota, we all agree that Desmond Ritter is there. He's going to take that job at some point. Mm-hmm. But an interesting one, I guess, would have to be Kyler Murray. This would have to be it. I mean, D-Hop now going to be at Sam Howell. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, bro. Um, what is LA saying? How does it, I was sprained both of his ankles here going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, man, okay, so Kyler Murray, I, I actually – I know he's tied to to the head coach and the GM. I get all that sort of stuff, you know, with with um, what's his name, uh, Kingsbury over there. I totally get it. But Hopkins out for six games this year with the PEDs. He's got to play with other players. Marquise Brown is going to come over there. We'll see how that chemistry, you know, does work out. They'll probably run the ball a lot more. We'll see what happens. But I think that his contract, maybe not make it or break it as a starter necessarily, Nikki, but I think maybe his contract depends heavily on this year and whether or not he even stays with Arizona. Right. Yeah. I think it's make it or break it um, in terms of if he he stays, stays with Arizona, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. So again, I guess we have to measure, like it depends on each quarterback. What is making it for them? Well, they better get to the playoffs again. Right. Because that's, I mean, you would have to at least. LA's not sold on Murray. I'm not sold on Murray either. I think that he's excellent, and I'm not doubting his talents and abilities. But, D, we talked about it. I'm not sure if he's the guy that's going to get you over the hump, if he's the leader that's going to get you over the hump. And that's why, again, we haven't heard a lot of rah-rah behind him. So, you know, things kind of like flip-flopped on him a little bit, almost like it seems like with Debo, but that's a different story altogether. So what do you make out of this? If if he doesn't perform well all year long, if he keeps falling off or if he keeps getting hurt, do the Cardinals, do you think, still say, you know what, we got to take this guy? Or is it, again, look to the 2023 draft? I think they put themselves in a position where he's already made it. They put themselves in a position where not only him, but the coach, the GM, no matter how much you know disappointment they show in the latter half of the season, they've extended the coach and GM already. The coach yeah. is tied to the quarterback. The reason you brought that coach in is because he knew that quarterback and wanted to bring him in. So you tied these guys together long term. Mm-hmm. They already tied into this. It's horrible decision making by Arizona because <laughs> now you don't have any flexibility. So let's say Murray is disappointing and the team really does like just hate him. Right. And we know he has ability. Like we've seen him make some awesome plays. Of course. You know, he has crazy running ability. The ability is there. But let's just say like those other steps he needs to take, like intermediate throws and stuff like that doesn't come. They're stuck to him. They're stuck with him. And they're going to have to pay him. And I don't know if the rumors are true about him asking for these astronomical numbers that have come out. Yeah. But they're going to have to pay him. And I think he's already made it because the way the organization has set him up with the coach and the GM. All right. Well, again, those are all valid points. Yeah, I I brought that up, you know, real quickly because they are. They are all tied together from day one. Cliff Kingsbury said, I'm going to draft him number one. Like, all right, we'll take you as our head coach. So go ahead and draft him number one. Let's figure it out. And it's not like it's gone bad, you know, not terribly bad or anything like that. But um, it hasn't gone great either. But they have had – they've improved. You know, that's one thing you can say every year. They have improved. So – that's another thing. And we were talking about Murray is like the MVP for the first seven weeks, eight weeks of the sure. season next year. You know, so that's another thing. It's very interesting. Um, go back and forth. L.A. says Murray will be fine. Five, seven quarterback. <laughs> Confident. <laughs> Funny. I love it. Um, one more. I, I had a few more, but, you know, I want to get to some other stuff with you guys. Uh, Nikki, I pretty much know your answer on this one. So I'll let you just say, oh, real quick. 
Jared Goff. I mean, is that? Oh, come on, Jay. I have two that are even better than Jared Goff. Debatable. <laughs> Let me give you guys one. Okay. Oh. I think uh, it's make it or break it for Kirk Cousins. That's an interesting name. Okay. We think they, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's gotten to the point with him, even though he just got another con. He just keeps getting contracts, but he, just, he got another yeah. contract. He's but I, yeah, I do think it's to the point where after this year, if he doesn't perform well, they can be looking for a quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. They do have a young one on the roster, uh, the young guy from Texas A&M with the big arm. I'm just having a horrible time with names today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they do have a young QB on the roster. So I wonder if this year is like, okay, Kirk Cousins, if he doesn't work out, we'll give the young guy a chance and check out if he can do it. And then if they don't think the young guy has it, they'll go into the draft. So I definitely think it's a make or break year for Kirk Cousins as well. Even though his stats have always been good, is he a guy that can really lead you to where you want to go is the big question. Right. That's the thing. He has great stats, but it's like you also have a really great offense. And, you know, I know that defense need a lot of work, but they just continually disappointed right it was just like and you guys called it we're like yeah week six right they're gonna like start going downhill I just I feel like this happens to them every year so yeah I feel like the expectations are sky high and Kirk uh, Kirk Cousins just I don't know just doesn't deliver and when he needs to yeah Yeah, I'm with you I think Mike is right I think Kellen Mons from last year's draft from Texas A&M yeah Mike is right on that one um I'm pretty sure if memory serves I, I agree. I think that's a great call, Kirk Cousins. And he's 33. His best days are probably behind him. He's definitely a very capable quarterback. There's no doubt about it. But, um, yeah, they can do better. There's Again, there's room for improvement. It's not like Minnesota is going anywhere anytime soon. So, you know what, getting a younger quarterback where they don't have to pay a whole lot of money to right off the bat and build your team up sounds like a plan to me, right? Yeah. All right. I like that. All right, cool. Did you have another one, Nikki? Yeah, if you do, go for it. I do. Yeah. Could be a little, I don't know, we'll say debatable. Uh, Ryan Ryan Tannehill is make it or break it for me this year. I I don't not like him, right? I know he (laughs) won comeback player of the year. I like him more than I like Jared Goff, but I feel like for the most part, the Titans are always a solid team, right? They've had solid coaching lately. Again, every team has weakness. So, yeah, we can point out weaknesses. I just, you in this AFC, like, you have got to have a high-powered offense. I don't like their offense, and I don't think that he's the quarterback to get you there. And every year you're getting this close, mm-hmm. um, and you're not doing it. It's always something going wrong. Uh, it's just, I think it's make it or break it for him, too. I'm kind of over him at this point, so. Look, Mike knows uh, the Titans uh, better than all of us do, and I can say that, you know, having no problem with that, knowing the knowledge of football that all three of us have, and he's saying that it is a make-it-or-break-it season, especially, yeah, Malik Willis. They drafted him in the third round this year. Dean is shaking his head yes, and, you know, that's for people, again, listening later who's not watching it right now. Um, I'm with you all the way. And, again, we talked about it. You know, D sees them going on a downward spiral, and D, I don't want to take the words out of your mouth, but um, – (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they drafted him for a reason. And Tannehill, again, he's 34 or something like that, or whatever he is. He's not getting any younger. He's not going to get any better. And the only thing I will give credit for is that when he got there, the team did get better. You know, again, they're more predicated. Yeah. You know, they definitely improved, which goes to show you that Marcus Mariota is blah, you know, in a whole lot of ways among other quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, the it's I think it's pretty much a done deal 
after the season, unless he takes the Titans deep in the playoffs and he shows that he's a big part of the reason why, then Willis, you know, may sit another season, which is kind of rare now in the NFL. I mean, obviously it didn't happen with Jordan Love and Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, but it's freaking Aaron Rodgers. He's not Ryan Tannehill. So it's a tough one. If Tannehill plays really well, what do you do? Um, but third round quarterback you drafted, you're probably looking for the kid to play. Yeah, third round, no, you can take two years if he plays well and say, okay, we'll give Tannehill another year. Unless Malik Willis is in practice just wowing everybody to the point where you're like, okay, this guy is the guy that will take us to that next level, right? He might have that upward ability that Tannehill doesn't have. You know, we all know what Tannehill's ceiling is now, right? So that's the thing is if Malik, Malik Willis shows that ability to go beyond that in practice and they're like, okay, we have to give this guy a chance, then I can see that. So for Tannehill, I do think it's make it or break it, but it's more on the make it side. Like he has more of an advantage to make it than some of the other quarterbacks. Yes, yes. And you know, LA bringing out a good point. You know, how long will Henry last? You know, he being the best player on your team, you can't run him to the ground. You know, every single season, there's only so much that the man can take. So he's saying the Titans got to go after it at this point. There's no doubt. And then uh, Mikey P, you know, making the statement over here that the kid that they drafted Haskins going to be like a battering ram for them so that could help out in that sense you know so we'll see but uh Tannehill's their best bet at the moment and yes the last thing that we saw is always the thing in our head against the Bengals so it's tough to get out of that mindset but you know we do got to remember that he again had done some pretty good things but they could do better yeah they could do better I don't know Nikki D do you guys have another one or no I'll just going off of you guys for this all right segment. Right in our coattails. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So we're going to go off the cuff here for about like five minutes. And uh, I know it's way early for fantasy season, but we're going to do some early predictions that really don't count yet. Um, we'll have our drafts and that will count, you know, in a few months from now. But it's always running backs first, right? But now it's become more of a wide receiver league. And people have been drafting wide receivers in the first round for years now. So it's not like it's a big thing, big difference. But Maybe we can see wide receivers going one, two, three, four. I don't know if that's possible. I'm not sure if I would do it. I don't know, D, but but you see like the turning of the tide over here and the receivers being the big time guys. Do do, do they start, you know, coming before the running backs or is it that the running back still has so much value in fantasy that you still have to go try to get those top guys like Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Guys, who you know we're going to get the football, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, you know, so like guys like that. Like, do you still go after them first? What do you think? Yeah, I still are think that guys are those like your top guys too. Yeah, I still think that the dual threat running backs are the powerhouse workhorse running backs mm-hmm. are still the top guys over our receivers because if a quarterback has a bad game, that running back is still going to get twenty touches in that game and have a chance to get you some points. That wide receiver is very dependent on that quarterback, that offensive line. Running back is as well, don't get me wrong. Right. But the running back still going to get a chance. And it could take one touch for those dynamic backs that you mentioned to go all the way and get you that touchdown and get you those fantasy points. Mm. So I would still go with the running back over the wide receiver. But it's a turn, it's taking a turn where now it used to be where maybe the first two rounds was all running backs. Well, now it's going to be first round, maybe all be running backs. And after that, it's all going to switch up. So I think it's taking yeah. a turn in that way. 
Yeah. Hey, look, we've I've seen last year even, you know, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill going in the first round, DeAndre Hopkins going in the first round. You know, maybe we see more of that now with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, who you know are going to perform. And especially with Burrow being the quarterback in Cincinnati, things are going to happen. Derek Carr to Devontae Adams is going to be a great thing, Nikki. You know, C.D. Lamb, you know, Dak Prescott, that combination is going to work probably even better now that Amari Cooper's out. But that remains to be seen. Speaking of Cooper, Cooper Cup. Debo Samuel. I mean, I don't know. Would you, are you more, all right, let's say you're going like seventh and you're not in love with the running back, Nikki. Would you go with that top receiver? I'm not giving anything away. So, <laughs> so early, forget. No, it is not. You guys don't forget anything. You are my competitors. I love it. So, you know, no, actually, I'd reach for a quarterback right in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> I would take a defense. Um, so I'm not giving anything away because you will hold it against me in August. Oh, boy. No, no not playing these games. But what I will say to you is I did look at uh, Matthew Berry released his list of the top 20 fantasy players yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, but so, I mean, obviously, if you guys want to see it you can go on espn or whatever i have the top 20 we don't have to run through it but what i thought was interesting is we don't hit a quarterback until number 51 and that's josh allen he's got justin herbert 54 brady at 55 mahomes 56 jalen hurts 59 lamar jackson 60 interesting Interesting. I mean, I kind of agree with that philosophy, and I'm not giving anything away. I don't care. I still draft well. I'm amazing. I know we got screwed in the playoffs last year. It's all good. But I'm, I'm all for waiting for a quarterback. You know, as far as they, where their rankings go, that's a whole different story. But I'm all for waiting for a quarterback. But, you know, I'm, I'm still probably with you, D. I would still go for those running – like Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, again, Henry Cook. McCaffrey, I don't know if he's going to be healthy. Your guy, Kamara, um, even like David Montgomery or Javante Williams this year, where I think is going to get a lot of touches. Elijah Mitchell, if he can stay healthy. So there's still a lot of guys maybe before you get to those top wide receivers, but those would be my top running backs. I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out. I don't know, but J.K. Dobbins, if he comes back healthy, you think that he's like a first-rounder? What do you think, Dick? Yeah, he's somebody who I drafted in the early yeah. on in our draft, <laughs> and he got hurt the next preseason game. Yeah, <laughs> messed up, man. So, so we're probably going to back the the draft up a week this year, uh, just because of that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think J.K. Dobbins because he was so lethal with that offense. Any running back playing for the Ravens because they have such a dynamic quarterback is going to be somebody who's going to be high on the draft board because they can average upwards of four point five five yards of carry because you have to worry about Lamar Jackson. Anytime Lamar Jackson puts that ball out and takes some yeah. hands back in, the defensive end has to respect it. Next thing you know, there's a hole open for that running back. No so doubt. You have to, I like Ravens running backs always. And last year they had the retirement crew. The retirement crew oh, my God, that's it. That was funny. <laughs> and, they, and they kept producing because of that system. So, yeah, I love Ravens running backs in fantasy for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right. All right. Um, well, the Rams put up a lot of points, Nikki, as you were, you rode that bandwagon from day one saying Stafford, big things were going to happen. If Cam Akers is their guy, he may not be a top running back in the league necessarily, but knowing he's going to, they're going to score a lot of points and they'll give him the ball at the goal line. Do you think he's the first rounder again? You're not giving anything away, but do you think that he's worthy of a first round pick 10, 12, I don't know. I, it depends on your philosophy. If you think wide, you know, like you 
got your like list in your head, then, you know, maybe that's not like your top seven guy, but also mm -hmm. depends where you pick. And yes, I would be giving it away because I'm going to use what you guys say and hold it against you. So, <laughs> oh boy, she's, she's going to play that. He's going to take J.K. Dobbins and laugh at me. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. laugh. So like, <laughs> you guys remember in May when you were like, "Come on, Nick, just talk about it. Don't just <laughs> don't just give us a number. No, I'm going to swipe J.K. Dobbins from you, and then you're man. Can't talk any fantasy with Nikki. It's just impossible. Just no, I want to. There's a method to her madness. She did finish yes. second in the Real Deal Fantasy yeah. Football League last year. So I have to give her that credit. Absolutely. Give props for it, too. Absolutely. got to start practicing well. now, D. Like, we should do a mock draft with all, what was there, like 15 of us in there? Felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Well, it's yes. going to be tougher this year, I think. He's not going to give us the extra minutes to like collect our <laughs> thoughts and yeah. I'm going to have a clock like on the screen. This oh, I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Yep. We got to get technical with this whole thing over here. I'm in. I'm in. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, still got to wait a little while for it. It's only what, May 11th or some crap like that. Yeah, so yeah, we got, got time. a little while. We got a little while. All right. We never do this on this show. But we're doing it today, and it's because I did something totally out of the realm of my lifestyle and something that Nikki especially loves, but Damien loves it also. And, of course, with the wife, the husband, I get the whole thing, and that's why I had to watch this with my girlfriend. I wasn't going to watch it alone. I said, because she hates reality TV. She hates it just like me. This is why we get along so well. So, <laughs> um, I said, LA, I, you may have to retire. Okay. Come at come on. Oh, man. Out of retirement. Let's go. <laughs> well, hey, let's see what you got. You got to put your money where your mouth is, right? There you go. And it is about the money, and let's not kid ourselves. We want to take each other's money with this whole yes, fantasy. We yes, we want each other's money. So let's let's be real about that. And uh, Brian Dudek's gift, by the way, speaking of money, is on the way over there. Congratulations right. for winning that March. Right. I'm sorry that uh, it's late. Believe me, it's my fault. It's not Nicky and Damien's fault. But anyway, as I was getting to, so like she watched it with me, but I don't even know where to start because I am not reality TV man. Yes, I've seen, you know, like Jersey Shore back in the day. I've seen other things like that. But now we're in like a whole different realm of reality TV, guys. And you know how I feel about it. I feel like every not everything, but most things are scripted. It's like blah, 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 this, that. It's like, you know, okay. And I don't like living, not, not like you guys are living through their lives, but watching other people's lives so much. And I have no problem with people who do that because if they get entertained out of, entertainment out of it, that's perfectly fine. I personally don't, Damien, but I did watch The Ultimatum. You guys kind of almost gave me an ultimatum, you know, watch something. <laughs> and so I watched this one and there were nine episodes plus the end, which I found very interesting. But take me somewhere. What was your first thought? Like you saw it. How long, how long ago did you see it? When? When was the last episode that you saw? Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched the reunion maybe two weeks ago. Oh, so we're not too far away. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. All right, so, dude, take it away. Like, help me out here. <laughs> All right. So, if you're not familiar with the Ultimatum, it's a show on Netflix where these couples, one person in the couple, either the man or the woman, has given the other person an ultimatum: basically, marry me or let me go. Right. <laughs> And so they go into this experiment where they are amongst these other couples and they're going to be single, quote unquote, for three weeks. And they get to mingle before they 
go and be single. They get to mingle with the other couples and other single people now and choose who they're going to be single with and have a quote unquote trial marriage with for three weeks. And then after those three weeks, they'll go back to their original partner for three weeks. And after those three weeks with their original partner, they'll determine if they want to stay together, get married or just split. And so what's the last thing you saw, Jay? So I don't give anything away. Oh, no, I saw, I seen it all. I saw the oh. reunion. Oh, I made sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We okay. watched the reunion right after the, the final episode. Okay, cool. So I guess we can go couple by couple. All right. All right. So let's start with, shoot, it's been two weeks now. The names are slipping me, but <laughs> let's, let's start with uh, Shanique. And what's, what's Shanique's partner's name, Nikki? Randall, right? Randall. No, Z. Zay. No. no Zay. Oh, yeah, Randall. You're right. Yeah, Randall. Randall's the original partner. A little more yeah. fresh in my head, and I just yeah. seen it. So, Shanique and Randall, what were your thoughts on them when you first saw them, Jay? Ah, well, my first thoughts on them together, I thought they were a really good looking couple. I'll say that. You know, I definitely thought they were a good looking couple, and, you know, I get it from that aspect. Then, um, you know, you see, you know, what they're going through. And in the beginning, it wasn't like so much that you saw. Then they, split off obviously and do their thing so he goes with madeline which i kind of found interesting and she ends up with zay almost by like default i would say <laughs> you know anyway because zay is another story and i guess we'll get to him but um i was rooting for them to get back together i wanted it to work out between those two for some reason they i had a soft spot for them and while none of them are perfect by any means I did like Shanique maybe the most out of everybody. So I felt for her. I knew she really loved this guy. And I felt like he loved her too. But he may have been really actually struggling with it. But sometimes an ultimatum, again, if this is real, makes you understand like, you know, the old saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. So while he did have a good time, which I found interesting, D, while he was away from her, I guess when he got back with her, Maybe all those feelings came rushing in. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. What were your thoughts on it, Nikki? Oh my God. Well, she is too much for me. I could never <laughs> really be like that. She like I thought she was cool at first, but like as it went on, she was just like feeling some type of way every time somebody talked to her. She was taking everything so personal. Like sometimes yeah. it's not that deep, right? So not everything's a personal attack. Like but I say that because I'm always the person just shooting off at the mouth and people take it personal. And I promise you, it's not. It's just like, you know, it's some of some of us have no filter. Uh, but <laughs> it just seemed like a lot. That seemed like a very like draining type of person to be around. If you're always taking everything I say so personal and, you know, she was just like everything was annoying her. So yeah. that seemed like a lot. Randall, well, that's why they broke up. <laughs> Randall, I mean. She, she obviously like steamrolls him, right? Like he's just a little too like quiet and subdued for me. Like yeah, he's, I won't yeah, really, yeah, he's a quiet yeah. guy, laid back. Yeah. And she's the total opposite of that. Yeah. And you could tell like she probably dominated the relationship prior to that. Oh yeah. And I think those three weeks away showed him like what else it could be if it wasn't like that. And like Nikki was saying, Shanique, I could picture myself getting really annoyed with Shanique because when you're talking to her and it's something that she doesn't like, here comes the neck rolls, the eye yeah. rolls, like <laughs> all the facial expressions. Yeah. And I can see Zay's it's a hothead. True. We'll get to Zay, but they got into an argument when they were together. 
And those two together was going to be good thing they're not a real couple. Zay and oh, Sneak would have been arguing mm. all the time. <laughs> like, it oh. definitely would not have been good at all. Uh, but I can see why Zay got annoyed because her facial expressions are those of just annoyance. Why are you talking to me? You're saying the, you're saying the dumbest thing in the world right now. Like everything right. was that. So Shanique, and like you said, good looking couple. Shanique's very good looking woman. Oh yeah. But it would be like, I'd be like, man, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with her attitude at times. So I definitely understand that. And with Rand, you could tell Randall didn't really want to do this because yeah, you mentioned Madeline. Madeline was DTF, right? She was yeah. DTF from the, oh, yeah. from, from the beginning. She was yes. down. And She's like, didn't... what'd you say? She wants to eat him or so, or jump all yeah. over him? I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well. She was pissed, man. Oh, she yeah. was. All right, he, so, I don't know how he held back. Yeah, if he was really willing to be single for three weeks, he would have did it. Yeah. If he was really like down to do it, he would have mm-hmm. did it. And he didn't do it because it couldn't be me. If I was really in that situation and I was single for three weeks, as it would have been over. I would have done it because yeah, I'm, I'm single for three weeks. I'm going to do like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So he could tell that he really wanted to stay with Shanique and that he like he was torn about getting married, but he did want to stay with Shanique. And that's what I saw from those two for sure. Yeah, so, Ashley didn't like Shanique as much as I did, so she she's kind of. <laughs> I was the only one I did, but I, but I definitely see what you're saying because I remember that conversation with Zay. I think it was sitting on the bed, and she was like just not having any of it, like not giving a shit. So I definitely understand that. Again, I don't know how much of that was for the camera, but I I get you. I get you. Yeah, for sure. So we mentioned Madeline. So I guess we should talk about hmm. uh, Madeline and Kobe, correct? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Jay. Yeah. So <laughs> Jay looks like he was not you feeling. You better go Madeline. to Jay first on this one. Yeah, yeah. And Colby. What were, you, what were your thoughts on them? I think that Colby. I'm so look, Colby. Look, you're on a TV show, so you're gonna have to take it, bro. I I, I think that you're a loser. I just I just totally I, do. <laughs> I I I was baffled by this guy's actions throughout the entire thing. I, he to me performed on the camera more than anybody did. Like. When he came up to to Madeline when she was with her friends in one of the later episodes, he was putting on like a performance, like hey, what's going? And he wouldn't admit to doing anything wrong. Like this guy thought that he yeah. was missing perfect. That's what pissed me off. Like, dude, it's okay to say I'm wrong. It, it, it's all good. You can do, it. especially that makes your relationship stronger. Be truthful. And you know, like he was willing to really get with any of the girls for those three weeks, even though he did ultimately definitely want Madeline. There's no question about it. You know, he would prefer like, let's just go home together, but he was still down for the experience, but he ended up getting with April and I don't even think those two even slapped hands together. <laughs> but, you know, they, the, Nikki, they end up, you know, getting married. And I find it so weird from her perspective, D, because I thought that she was ready to be done with him completely. Yeah. I'm like, there's no shot. Next thing I know, she walks into this thing pregnant. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I was wrong. I, I, I didn't think I didn't I gave them no chance. I was totally wrong. Yeah, I was right there with you because she talked so bad about him in the cutoff scenes. Yeah. Where she and her friends just hated him. And I was like, totally. I think Kobe definitely is not perfect by any means, right? He definitely had a part of him where he was gaslighting her, like you mentioned, not admitting that he was wrong. That's what he was doing. And part of it though was on her. She shouldn't have went through his phone. You guys were single for yeah. three weeks. Yeah, whatever he did during those three weeks, he did, and uh-huh. he cut it off. 
after the when the three weeks were up, he said, I am going back with my girl. We're done. So yeah. once you see, you go through his phone, you're not supposed to do that in the first place. But once you go through his phone and you see that he actually did say, hey, I'm going back with my girl, get a good time, and we can just be friends, uh-huh. he cut it off. So yeah. now, why can you, how can you be mad about that when you were so DTF for Randall? Like yep. if, Randall if Randall was ready to go, you were going to be ready to go. 100%. So you can't be mad at him because Randall wasn't ready to go with you. Like, that's the thing with Madeline. So I feel like they both had their issues, mm-hmm. but I was shocked that they got married. And my wife said something that was very interesting when he did propose on the final episode and then said, we should get married now. She was like, that's so unfair uh, to put somebody in that position yeah. to say, oh, we should get married today. And you want all the women, you know, dream about their wedding day and planning it and doing all these things. And you put in that position where now she's feel like she has to say yes to getting married right then and there and not have her family around and all that stuff. So I did agree that Kobe has some gaslighting tendencies and can be weird, but Madeline definitely had her moments as well. Nikki, before you go, here's the thing about that. That was the most set up scene in the entire freaking (laughs) show. That by far, I mean, what are you telling me? This minister just walks out of nowhere and she's gonna say yes out of nowhere when the whole show she was saying no, no, no. Like this shit was set the fuck up. That drove me nuts. Like, oh, I got one more question to ask you that I've been meaning to ask you for a long time. Like, she don't know what the hell he's going to say. And all of a sudden, dude walks around the corner. So that, like, the whole thing turned me off, man. No, I definitely couldn't see that from your point. He did say, like, oh, I had this person with us because he, like, was prepared for her to say yes. Yes. It was a little crazy. Like I said, my wife didn't like that part at all. What do you think, Nikki? I think I need to know if she did know that this was coming because why did she pick that dress? (laughs) <laughs> like that was horrible right i almost rather you like feel i feel like yeah i almost rather i hope she didn't know and it was like ah, still really i would be so pissed off like i don't like surprises don't surprise me with a freaking wedding no. like and televised no less no 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 right don't do that yeah. that's why i believe it was- worse I thought he looked so stupid in that cowboy hat. Like, I'm just not. She absolutely hat. hated the cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he looks so bad. And Madeline was just like, she's the worst. Listen, don't ask, don't tell. You, yeah. you want to go through phones? You might see something that, like, you don't like. Okay, Madeline, that's, you know. Oh, did that happen to um April, too? A- yeah, April did yeah. it to Jake. Well, why are you going through people's phones? I don't know, but I, you know, I don't, I would, I don't do it. Like we don't do do that shit. No, but, and again, it. if you have nothing to hide, then I, sometimes I can understand it because there is that jealousy, and you need the other person to have that reprieve. Like nothing's going on. Relax. Like here, look at it. But at the same time, I totally agree with you. You don't go through somebody's phone. But I, I get the craziness of being in a relationship, especially <laughs> if you're single for three weeks. Right. Whatever I did during yeah, that yeah, week, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. If we're really yeah. gonna do this, if you really agreed to be here, uh-huh. we're gonna do this thing and be single for three weeks. I was single for three weeks, and especially once you see that I cut it off. Once I'm getting back with you, so Kobe definitely you can see love Madeline to death. He did wanted yeah. to be with her, and that's all he wanted, right? And he was like the part where he was kept trying to say that he the reason he hooked up with the girl who was outside of the show to give her the real experience was the the BS. Right. He did it because he right. wanted to do it. 
I think he wanted to get he wanted to get out of his system before he got married. That's what he tried. To, he tried to blame Zave for it, and Zave was going to slap yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. how are these girls going through all these phones though? Like That's I gotta say, I don't know my husband's password to get in his phone. I'm sure, I could figure it out, but like you need to take my face off and literally to open my phone. You right, can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's the other the, thing. Like the that's face. That's the ID. funny part with April. I believe she said that Jake was asleep and she did the whole face thing. Oh, so that's really? Oh, yeah. what a sneaky little one she is! Wow, she so takes I, these sort of tricky. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about them next. April and Jake. So <laughs> April is definitely probably the most uh, opinionated of the show. Like she was somebody who was going to let it be known how she felt when she felt that way. And Jake, we all know from reunion, especially we know he didn't want to be there. He was dragged there. (laughs) They made a whole montage about it. He didn't want to be there. And it seemed like they didn't even have to go there. Like they weren't meant to be together. Like Jake Uh at some point seemed like he didn't even like April, let alone love her. (laughs) Like like they, they seemed like they didn't need, did I, was I the only one who got that feeling, Nikki? What no, the, I was just like you they seem like they hate each other. Yeah. Like, they annoyed the F out of each other, which I like I get. Oh, and this is the thing, like weren't they only together like two years? Like I'm yeah. going on 10. So if you're getting that annoyed, like yeah. on everything, you guys are picking on each other. Like, what do you think? Like 10 more years, you know, add eight yeah. more years to that. Like you better yeah. really like the person that you're gonna be with, right? You gotta have something that you like about each other. It seemed like they didn't. I have to say, I really didn't like anybody on this cast. <laughs> like, and Jake with that freaking hair. I mean, I can't, I just cannot. I, have you, I, I cannot oh, believe you on TV like that. Yeah, the, his, his hair that he came out with on the reunion was like, Why? what's going on? Are you trying to make a maze or something? Are you going to put a rat on top of your head or some shit like that? And like, I was like, damn. But I, I, the whole, I never even understood the beginning after seeing April literally for one episode and I tried not to be judgmental and, you know, see how things go. I'm like, what did he even see in this girl to begin with? I couldn't understand it because to me, she, she was just completely obnoxious. She, she was. And not that he's perfect by any means or anything like that, but she's way too immature. Like her getting married, like she's living in like a fantasy world, man. Like she really, really is. And now she, you know, she said she was dating somebody else and only God knows, but yeah, she's all about living that fantasy world. I don't think that she wants to lift a finger to do anything. She wants a rich guy, and I, I, I wouldn't be about her. No. Yeah. No, I wasn't like for her. I remember one of the scenes. She's like, "I pay for these myself." Uh, she was. <laughs> it's like so. It was for me. It was a big turnoff, and it was crazy for me because who talks about themselves in third person that much? Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> April, April, April likes, April this, April. Oh, you're not kidding. Wow. Crazy. And Very one of the first scenes before they all like break up and disperse, her and Jake are having the conversation and she's crying because Jake bought her a car, like bought her an SUV, but didn't get a ring. So obviously he's showing that he wants to be there with you. Like you just don't buy anybody a car. <laughs> yeah, I agree. For real. And she's like, oh, you only bought me a car, but you didn't get me a ring. And, you know, she was upset about that and wanting to have kids, which, of course, is a big thing. <laughs> but, like, she's what? They said she was 23. 23. Like, yeah, to be that young and be just so hungry to be married is a little right. crazy to me. So I, before we get to the next couples, was that something that, like, caught you off guard, Jay, when you saw the ages 
of now I know that we're gonna get to the girl we don't believe was that age, but when you saw him, <laughs> you saw the ages <laughs> of the couples. Did it catch you off guard that these couples were so young and either yes. the man or the woman were so ready to get married? Absolutely, it really did because I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, this isn't 1960 anymore. You don't get married when you're like when you're that young. And I don't know what the rush is. I really don't get it. Now look, I have no problem with people get married young if they're totally in love. Yeah. Good for you. Fantastic. I want everything to work out. I pray, I pray it does. But yes, to answer your question, I was like 23, 24, 26. I'm like, this is really strange. I'm like, they're, they're very, very young. So I think they wanted that to add the immaturity to the show. Yeah. Now, you definitely got that as for sure with that. Nikki, were you feeling the same way about the ages? Oh, I was shocked when I saw how old they were. Like, completely yeah. shocked. How I was long like, they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, the last thing I thought about was getting married. Yeah. Me too. No, I'm it's... sure if I'd ever get married. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, it, was, I, it was definitely crazy to me to see how young they were and how yeah. some of them were so ready, so ready to get married. It's like, right. live, live your life. Even if you're yeah. together, just live your life and then... You get so much better. Like I got married at 30 and I feel like that was the right age for me. Like it was like, yeah. okay, I'm ready to do this. I've done my wild thing or whatever, ready to go. And even if you get married past that, it's like you just the more mature you are, the better for because marriage is, isn't easy. So you shouldn't jump to it at 22 years old at all. No, I feel like you just <laughs> finished like college or like yeah. your whatever you decided to do or trade school. Like I'm with you. I got married at 32. I guess it's like, you know. That's I, why I, I couldn't for, imagine doing it any younger. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I say for most of these women, it, it's and again, all the women were the one who gave the ultimatum, except for Colby. He was the only one. And Colby and uh, and uh, the other guy who proposed on the first night. Oh right, right. Oh yeah, we got to talk about that for a second, which was yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I forget. I, I forget where I was going with the uh, with the um the women. Oh, oh the women. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like they were just living. In, some of them were just more fantasized about the wedding. Like, I just want to be married, you know, like, because a lot of them just said that. They didn't say, I want to be married to Jake or Randall. or I just want to yeah. be married. I heard that so many times. I'm like, these girls are tripping, man. They're living in a total yeah. fantasy world. Yeah. No, speaking of that, that's what I felt from Ray and Zay. Ray, I felt like just at the time, we find out later that she was dealing with some kind of identity crisis and things like that. Yeah, But at the time, she felt like, oh, I just want to be married. And Zay was like, do you want to marry me? I don't feel like you want to marry me. Uh, <laughs> and you definitely made an agreement like, not to talk about it, for sure. Obviously, yeah. otherwise it would have been brought up. Yeah. So Zay is like, I don't know if you're ready to marry me or you just want to get married. Because Ray gave the ultimatum, but Zay was the one who seemed like he was more in love right. than she was. I agree. Then that's when Ray and Jake had such a kind of, such a strong connection mm -hmm. because they both were basically not ready to get married and found out in each other. Yeah. So with Ray and Zay, so you said that Zay was different. Like, what were your thoughts on Zay? I, I Again, the word immature definitely comes to mind. And he's young, so I can give him a pass on that. Um, I think that at times he made really good points, but also, you know, that, that'll come coming home at eight o'clock in the morning thing. Like if you're serious about somebody, you know, you got to check you, in. Yeah, you, don't do that. you know, you just really can't do that. And to really defend that doesn't make sense. You just got to take it. You'd be like, you know what? I was wrong. End of story. And he ended up apologizing, but it took like six months. But yeah. um, so I, I just I wasn't digging his vibe so much. Like it, I was trying to think I'm like, 
he doesn't seem interesting enough as like a person who like would bring a lot to the table as far as whether it be conversation, intellectual talk or well, whatever it may be, anything. And again, you don't have to be a genius. I'm not saying that, but I just felt like the man didn't bring a whole lot to the table. And, you know, now like he's some like big stud. I, I just didn't even get the connection to begin with. They seem like polar opposites. And I know opposites attract Nikki, but that one took me for a loop. Like, I'm like, they don't belong together. I'm like, I don't know who he belongs with right now. I'm like, he just, he needs time to, to maybe grow up. And he's got a temper, man. I'm surprised that he didn't hit anybody. I was ready for him to smash. So I, whether it be a man, woman, child. I mean, again, I'm joking. God forbid. But he had such a temper that I thought that he was going to hit someone. I really did. Yeah, no, he definitely has a temper. And it was actually Ray who hit him. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, like, thank God. I think she recognized, like, okay, this isn't this isn't us. This isn't good. Mm-hmm. We need to just go ahead and separate if violence is coming into play for sure. Yeah. So did you have those same thoughts on Zay, Nikki? Oh, he, like, yeah, he's got a temper and the whole, like, get up and walk away because I said something that you don't like or you don't agree with, and then you don't even try to come back and resolve it? No, that would drive me absolutely insane. But it seemed like, you know, Ray, like, she's not the greatest communicator, so that would frustrate me too. And that's where I would get frustrated watching her. I felt like her words and her actions didn't line up. So I could see where, you know, she's sending mixed messages. He's getting frustrated and he's the type to just walk away and not resolve it. It just seemed like a mess. Their communication was awful. Um, But yeah, I guess she ended up finding someone, right? According to the reunion. Yeah. So yeah. Now she found she found someone and maybe that was the whole issue. Maybe she didn't deal maybe. with what she really liked. Right. Beforehand. Right. And that's what it is. So yeah. we'll see. You know, hopefully, I don't know if they'll ever have like another special where they see where they are now, but hopefully we'll see that they are, are happy and going forward. So we got a couple, I guess, quick hits. Uh <laughs> Alexis. So that's Alexis is listed at 25. <laughs> like she, she's like the basketball player who's really six two. Right, listed at six five. So my first thing, I felt bad about it because that was my first thought when I saw her when they put Alexis twenty five on the screen. I was like, no way, no way. Is <laughs> she twenty five years old? And I thought she was kind of delusional as well. And uh, me and Nikki actually talked about it when she first started watching the show because Alexis' thing was, I need somebody to take care of me. I need somebody who's going to make a lot of money. So yep. I think that she came from a background where her dad made a lot of money and uh-huh. took care of her mom. Her mom may have had a job, but the dad is the one who took care of everything, paid all the bills. And the mom was either just there as the house mom or she had a job, but it didn't really matter. And that's what she saw right. and what she wanted. And that's her first conversation with Kobe was all about how she needed a man to be financially stable and have all his money. And then she turns it because Kobe was nice about it. And then she turns it on Kobe to make it seem like he's a bad guy. Now we find out Kobe's not the best guy, but in that situation, Kobe was actually being nice. He was like, just having a conversation. Yeah. And he keeps going at him like, oh, why don't you like me? Why don't right. you like me? Right. And he had to eventually say, I, I'm not attracted to you. He, yeah. Like he had to, she forced him to be mean and then got mad about it and tried to like spurn him to everybody else. To Lauren, yeah. who like Lauren was going to be the one who was going to spend three weeks with Kobe, which would have been interesting because I thought they actually got him mashed up a little bit. If that would have happened. Hmm. So she was like trying to make him look bad to Lauren. Lauren's like, nah, I had a good conversation with him. We had a good time. That's not the guy that I saw. And so I didn't like Ashley because of that. Like the whole, oh, because he turned me down and I think I'm this beautiful princess. 
I have to make him look bad towards everybody else when I asked for his real reason. He was trying to be nice. And I asked for him to tell me the real reason. He said, okay, I'm not attracted to you. Yep. So that was a big turn off to me. So I don't know how he deals with her. I forgot the guy's name that she's with. But I don't know how he deals with her. But not maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe I'm being harsh. No, I don't really think you're being too harsh, Nikki. I'll throw this one to you because I have very little to say about her because she's really not worth the time. I don't know how old she is for real. But if she is 25, then... She must have had so much work done to her face already. Like, yeah. that's why she looks like she's from another planet. It's really strange. <laughs> and her attitude sucked. And I hated when she came back in with the, you know, um, when she was engaged in, like, I don't know, the seventh episode when all the girls were at the club. And she was, like, talking to Ray, like, oh, yeah, you and Jake have this amazing connection. Yeah. And April's sitting right there, like, like I- I'm surprised April didn't, like, toss a glass in her face. Like, she is just about putting everybody's business out there. It's like, yo, shut the fuck up i had a, i was i was so glad that she was off i was i, I can't believe that dude married her i can't believe that he was married. unbelievable how does he he seems like a nice guy and if i forget his name is it matt i, I don't know but maybe, i think it is matthew maybe it's maybe he seems like a nice guy nikki i don't know how he can tolerate her i have no idea Oh, I, I don't know. I, I she is not 25. Okay. Like, let's just, she Nancy. is not 25. That is proof. like Botox fillers gone wrong. And you no. know what? No, I'm not picking on anybody's looks because, you know, you can't help with like, you know, we just work with what we got. However, you can get, if you're going to get procedures done and you're going to go on reality TV, your shit better be, you know, you better get some good work done. Like she, she did have just a nasty crap attitude and you know, yeah, money. Great. But like money goes away, looks fade. And, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show, you really need to be with somebody you actually like that you want to be around. Like somebody you can see yourself with for, you know, these people were only together for a few years. So, um, like she just seems like she'd even be an annoying friend. I, I don't know how. I bet you she don't have a lot of friends. As you know, it's funny she, saying she's. If if she said she was fifty two, then she would be attractive. Be like, oh, that's a good looking yeah. older woman. You know, yeah. no, it's not. It's in whatever. It looks are and everything, and I'm sorry. I'm. I don't mean to be harsh, but it just doesn't. Right. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. No, that's the thing. We, like I said, I felt bad about it. It didn't, everybody else who I saw who watched it said the same thing. So I didn't feel as bad. <laughs> after everybody else said it. So, all right. So the last couple on the show was Lauren. And I believe the guy's name was it Nate. I think so. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I don't remember, but it might've been Nate. Okay. So Lauren and Nate, Nate's the one who put yeah. down the ultimatum. Yeah. Because he wants to have kids, right? Right. And she doesn't. And it's something that you can't really, there's no compromise on that, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't say, you know, I want kids. Unless you, unless she doesn't want to mess with her body and wants to do adoption. Unless that's the thing. Uh-huh. But if it's about raising kids, period, there's no compromise on that. Either you want kids or you don't, right? Yeah. You compromise on how many. If one person wants five or wants two, you can meet in the middle at three. But you can't compromise on kids or no kids. So I, I was like, okay, they need to go ahead and find somebody else. And then he panics because Kobe and Lauren looked like they had a really good connection. Uh-huh. And Kobe was about to pick Lauren to do a three weeks with. And I really wanted to see that because I thought they really connected well. And I could have saw them really having a good connection. And maybe Kobe and Madeline doesn't even happen if Kobe and Lauren get together. Yeah. Maybe, But maybe it was you know, God's plan for Kobe and Madeline to be together. That's why 
you know, Nate got up and just <laughs> and panicked. But it was the most awkward proposal ever because this oh. is after oh. Matthew proposes to Ashley. <laughs> Kobe's about to pick Lauren and he panics. And yeah. Like he literally right before that tells Madeline he's going to pick her. Yes. Because <laughs> he was he wanted Shanique. He wanted Madeline. Yeah. Wanted April. Oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He was he was ready for everybody. But then proposed to Lauren when it was like, really? I and, know. And then Lauren, I don't know if Lauren said yes because she didn't want to embarrass him or she really felt that way. Uh, they were at the reunion. We're still together. But it seemed kind of off. Like they still like Nate wants kids and she still isn't there. So I don't know if that's going to work. But am, like, do you think it could work, Jay? Well, I'll tell you what. I saw her reaction. And if I saw anything genuine about that show, I actually thought it was her reaction because she's like, oh, my fucking God. Yes. Like she was like <laughs> hopping up and down. Like she seemed really excited. So I think there is hope there. But you make a great point, man. Like kids are a huge deal. If somebody wants one, somebody doesn't, it's major. It's almost like there isn't any compromise. Like you said, it's like, and he kind of said that in the reunion, like, I would rather have her than, you know, be with somebody else that fills 80% of what she is to make up the 20% with children. Some sort of math equation that he pulled out yeah. like that. And you know what? I get that. If you're that much in love, man, is that hard to let go. But another yeah. thing is, I mean, if you want kids that bad, I totally understand that too. It's, it's so, it's, it's so interesting and so tricky. And yeah, I haven't been in that situation, yeah. but I can't imagine it, man. No, nah, it would have to be tough. So Nikki, what did you think of the proposal and them going forward? Oh, the proposal sucks. I mean, you, <laughs> I was like complete panic mode. Like it's a joke. Yeah, no, it really was a joke. Um, I, I don't know actually as being the woman in a relationship that uh, before I met my husband, uh, so many of them ended because I was very upfront about that. I don't want kids. And a lot of people do. So, and you know, a lot of guys do and they want to be fathers. And um, I was very upfront about that because I would not want to waste somebody's time. And I, that's a really bad match. I don't know how you can, if somebody's on the fence, maybe truly they are and they can sway one way or the other. Okay. But they, you know, kids or no kids. It's, it's pretty tough. And yeah, somebody who doesn't want them either. So, you know, that's great for us, but um, that's really tough too. I don't know how you compromise on that. I, I don't think you can. Somebody's not going to be happy. Yeah. What may happen one day is that quote unquote happy accident. You know, if they are married and, and whatever, it, if it does happen, will they keep it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And that's where things get really well, interesting. Well, you're not, women don't have any rights anymore in this country. So, you know, she might have no <laughs> choice. And no, that's, that's definitely a, a big issue there with how they're just trying to look like little by little get rid of women's rights when it comes to that. Hopefully it's able right. to get reversed in the right direction where women are doing what they want to do with their bodies. Uh, so, but that's a whole nother episode. I can't. In, in discussion right like there. Separate. Yeah. Yeah. Ma had to jump in. If someone truly wants kids, there's no compromise. It's a big deal. She makes a very good point. She's wise, obviously, as we know. Yes, Yes. definitely. So to cap it off, what were your thoughts on the entire show? I'll start with you, Nikki. Um, Nobody was likable. I actually (laughs) hated the entire cast. I thought they were way too young to get married. Um, But... It was so entertaining, right? It was like a chip. Yeah. Like I wasn't stopping at one. And 
or one episode and my husband's like, oh, what is this? Like, what are you getting me sucked into now? And so of course you watch it, text, you know, you right away, like, oh, I got him into it. Um, so it, it was entertaining. Will I watch season two? Yes, of course I will. Um, you know, I don't know about Jay will, but it was just it's entertaining fluff, but the cast was not likable at all whatsoever. Yeah. What, what do you think about the whole show, Jay? Well, I definitely agree with her. I, I didn't like any of the cast members at all. In fact, I disliked disliked many of them as opposed to even just having an opinion. So I definitely agree. Um, if it was a better cast, would I have been more interested? That's possible. But it really just did confirm for me and it confirmed for Ashley as well that we do not like reality. <laughs> it confirmed it in every way possible. It just can't do it. Cannot do it. I, I'm sorry again, because I know you guys love it and I want to be on every conversation with you because you're my brother and sister, but Never again will this happen. (laughs) (laughs) No, we definitely appreciate you, Jay, for going through that journey of watching that show for us. Yes, it truly shows you how much you love us. I I do. I I appreciate that, Jay. Uh, My thoughts. I thought Randall was cool. Like I can see myself hanging with Randall. I like Randall too. I I agree with you. I like Randall. Yeah, I think Randall. Anybody I liked, it was probably him. I'm with you. Yeah, Yeah, I can see myself hanging with Randall. Um, Jake. I don't know, like, Jake seemed to have such a hatred towards April. I don't know if we saw the best of him. Like, he, I feel like she brought the worst out of him. Even at the reunion, they had been apart for all this time. There still was just so much there yeah. about how much everything was about her. And yeah. I definitely could see that. But with Jake, I feel like maybe there's a good side there that we didn't get to see because he was just dealing with a situation with April where it was all about her. That's uh, a good point. Yeah, and hopefully, I just wish the best for all of them. Hopefully, Zay gets some anger management. Because I think yeah. <laughs> once he gets his temper down, maybe he could be a cool dude as well. Uh, but as far as the women, yeah, I can't see my wife or Nikki like really hanging with any of them. No. And, and like, so. Yeah, and, and really vibing with them at all. Uh, maybe Ray, maybe Ray. But outside of that, outside of that, yeah, I don't really see any of the other women really being besties <laughs> with, yeah. with my wife or Nikki like that. Yeah. So. Ashley kind of like and I seem like we would be like get along very well. So yes, yes, for sure. I definitely the only female, the only female my girlfriend said that she liked somewhat, and again, she wasn't on the show a whole lot, but she said that she's like, I think I like Lauren. Lauren seemed cool. Lauren did seem cool. Like we didn't see enough of her to make like to make a whole judgment. Exactly. From what we saw, she seemed really cool, laid back. And that was the only one that she liked on the on the entire show. She didn't like anybody else. Yeah, for sure. But that's the, that's the one and only. So you saw a very rare yeah. reality TV conversation, including yeah. Jason Cameron there. Yes. It's never gonna happen again. No. So if you were if you were lucky enough to witness it, cherish <laughs> <and> it. Because <laughs> it's never right. gonna happen again. It's never a one time and only thing. It would have to be a really interesting plot in order to grab me in next time. Yeah. So when I get on Housewives, you'll watch, right? Oh yeah. Pass me one yeah. day. Yeah. I, I, there's got to be something new. I, everything is about relationships. They have to come up with some other stuff. That I think that's the problem. I think it's the problem. You know, they don't they don't keep it real. You know, they just it's it's always like the same crap. It never ever gets tricky. You know, so. oh. that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, he certainly does. Here we go. Let's go, that's dude. Oh yeah! Everybody 
everybody knows yeah <laughs> <laughs> right or the rope <laughs> crap walking down the stairs oh boy we can do so much goofy stuff and we do on this show nikki as yeah. you know who's going to talk to you about Reebok and all the great stuff you can get over there on third and three before we get tricky nikki knowledge going what's happening yes Reebok deal of the week is the flux lights of training shoe. I look at my notes. I forgot what it's called. It's called something. Um, so they have men's and women's this week. It's on sale for $29.99. It's usually $60 shoe. So go on over, third and three podcast, scroll down a little bit, click on the Reebok link. It will take you right to the deal of the week for the Flex Light training shoe. They actually look really cute. Uh, I see a pink pair that I want, so I'll probably go ahead and get those. And they look very stylish. They're not like a workout shoe. More like running around, running errands type of shoe. So they are nice. on sale $29.99, and that's through our exclusive link. Beautiful. Can only get it at third and three. You know it. Yep. All right. What is Ma saying? Love Island comes in the summer. Watch the past. I don't know, Ma. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. For you, I, I would do a lot. I can't do I tried to do like a couple episodes of Love Island. Could not do it. Yeah. Oh. They with with them. Like you said with Zay, like it may not be the best conversation. The yeah. whole cast of Love Island. <laughs> yeah. It was oh, like that. Jeez. Oh, well, if you don't like it, then I'm definitely not going to so forget about that. We can forget about that. All right. Well, let's cue the music over here as Nikki is ready to tell us how tricky it's going to get this evening. D, I know you go first because I know I went first last time. Yes, sir. Yes. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, in honor of the Kentucky Derby and our, you know, Mount Playa Playa this week, uh, we are going to do Derby Trivia. Very interesting. Okay. It sounds like a few zeros, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> D, let's get off to a strong start. All right, I'm going to try. Okay, D, here we go. How many staff members work at Churchill Downs on race day? Wow. I imagine it's a lot. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say 3,000. No. Jay? I'm going to say about 360. 12,000. Wow. wow. Holy crap. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Holy crap. They got to clean up a lot of that. So, yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. That's actually somebody's question. Oh, no, I took it out, actually. Found you did? Uh, that was somebody's question. It was too stinky of a question, so. I guess <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, Dean, number two. What is the winning percentage for the race horse favorites since 1875? That's an interesting question. I'm going to say 25%. Jay? I'm going to go up there. I'm going to say like 65%. 35%. Ooh. D, what'd you say? 25. 25. Better guess than me. <laughs> All right. Number three. How many pounds of fresh mint were required in order to make the 120,000 mint juleps that were served over the weekend? Oh, I'm my sorry. God. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> Can you say that five more times? <laughs> how many pounds of fresh mint were required 
in order to make the 120,000 mint juleps that were served over the weekend? Uh, I'm going so how many to pounds see. of fresh mint did they need for those drinks? Uh, see, it's not that, I imagine it's not that much mint in the drinks. And mint, <coughs> uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's, it's all about myth. Yeah, uh, I'm going to yep. say, I'm going to say 10,000 pounds. No. Jay? I got to tell you, man, that's crazy because that number popped in my head. And then I'm like, maybe it's got to be lower, like 2,500. Um, a thousand. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I thought 10,000 too. I'm like, wait, that sounds like too much. Interesting. Yeah. All right. 60,000 pounds of ice. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a lot of wasted water. Yeah, we should go to Kentucky Derby one of these years. Oh, man. I'd love to. Go party, put on the hat. The hat. Yeah. The hat and the dress and the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm down. I'm down for it. Yep. All right. Let's do it. I'm dressed like a 70s pimp when I go in there. Yes, <laughs> you are. <laughs> no doubt. No, I 100% see that for you. Of course you do. You know me by now. <laughs> All right. Number four, D. What was the total dollar amount wagered on the 2021 Kentucky Derby? Ooh. I'm going to say, I'm going to say $10 million. Jay? $22 billion. Oh. Okay, I guess I'll come in the middle somewhere. Two hundred and thirty-three million. Two hundred thirty-three million. Yeah, once I said that, I was like, "There's probably people who bet ten million by themselves." I was like, "I don't know why." (laughs) (laughs) People got way too much money to freaking spend, man. That's yeah. That's problem. Just buy us a gift, you know? It'll be exactly right. We'll show it off on the show. We'll hype you up. We'll give out your personal email address and phone number. All right, Jay, ready? Okay, all right, yes. Okay. How many people attended this year's Kentucky Derby? Oh, shit, I wish I knew that. Um, <laughs> I should know that. How many people? You should know this? that? Wait, I feel like I should know. I'm going to say like 55,000. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 10,000. A hundred and fifty thousand. Whoa, she nailed it. Holy crap. She got it right in the nose. Yep. Wow. Good job. Way to go, Ma. All right. Well, she got one. We got none. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one to the house. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number two. What is the estimated value of the Kentucky Derby trophy? Um. I don't know if they go all out on that bad boy. Seven hundred fifty thousand. No, D. I'm gonna say two million. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred. Yeah, I knew they wouldn't spend a lot on that. I, I didn't think so. I've never right. like I was thinking about. I was like, have I ever even seen that trophy? I don't think <laughs> I have. <laughs> I don't think Probably I like this it. big. <laughs> yeah, I think they make so much money off of it. They don't even care about the trophy. It's not like no, the Super Bowl or anything like that. Probably like a magnet you put on your fridge or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little something for your mantle. Yeah, a little something to remember us by. Good job. We should give the money to the horse because all you did was smack it in the ass for a fucking for, for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number three. Here we go. What 
was the largest amount lost on a bet placed at the Kentucky Derby? This year or ever? Ever. The largest amount lost, well, like in a single person? On a bet that was placed. On a bet that was placed. uh, Three million? I'm going to say 10 million. 2.4. 2.4 million. You were close, Jay. What did I say? Three million? Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I feel like Jay, Jay deserves the point for that one. All right. I'll take it. All right. I, it's, I feel like it's for both of us, Dean. I feel like I'm <laughs> Okay. Ready? Question four. Since the start of the Derby in 1875, how many jockeys have back-to-back wins? Since the start of the Derby, what year was it? 1875. Wow. Um, How many back-to-back winners have there been since 1875? Yeah, how many many jockeys have had back-to-back wins? Thank you. I'll say four. Okay. I'm going to say two. Uh, Jay, you were closer. Seven. Seven. All right. All right. I'll take a little bit of that action. Yeah, so I like gonna, what's he? I said, I feel like it was going to be a low number. I feel like that's very, it's hard yeah. to get the good horse and the good jockey together. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, jockeys, whatever, they, you know, they just bring on new midgets as, you know, every so often. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. God bless everybody. The small, the tall, the big, the small, you know, whatever. They had, a, they had a special about them and how much they have to like stay under a certain amount of weight. And how hard it is, like, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because you have to be, of course, you want to be as light as possible, so you know the horse has much, you know, the least amount of weight. Yeah, but man, yeah, yeah. To, of course, we couldn't do it, but, it's, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely, I definitely have respect for him. Like, man, that's absolutely, crazy. no yeah. doubt. Ride a horse going that fast and you don't fall off when there's others around you, yeah, it's kind of nuts. No I've, doubt. Have you ever ridden a horse, Jay? Oh, yeah. 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 So I mean, I'm not like some professional, but I've ridden a horse before. <laughs> yeah, I've I've done it, and I've like messed around and hit the horse too hard. Oh shit! The horse is gone. I'm still in yeah. the air, just flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely a technique to it. You definitely <laughs> be in the right position, and everything else, because I've experienced the wrong side of that for sure. Oh, oh my, yeah. that is funny. Yeah, I remember I was always so like delicate. I was super delicate. I'd be like, no, no, you can, you know, get, get. I'm like, I'm not fucking with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Go oh, ahead, Mom. Give us your question. She's texting me. Oh, she got one. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Let's so take can't wait to hear Mom's question here. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know if I have the answer. Oh, see, I don't have. As you know, it's a run for the... Oh, I actually think I do know this because this was going to be one of my questions. Really? Okay. So as you know, it's a run for the roses. How many roses make up the blanket of roses in the winner's circle? What do you think, wow. D? It is a lot of roses. Um, huh. I'm going to go with... Huh. I'm going to say a thousand roses. Wow. Wow. Is there any significant number? I'm going to say 375. What do you say, Nikki? 40,000. 40, <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Ma, what's the answer? 
Well, how she tells me not to Google. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Cheater. 400. Ah, uh, I, I just read this oh, yesterday. Thousand? Wow. What did you see? 40,000? Wow. 400,000. 400,000? No, no, wait, 500? 500? Oh. I was close. I said 375. Y'all are no, crazy. You get the point. No, but okay. y'all like the 5 million roses. You know, that's insane, man. <laughs> no, I said 1,000. I didn't think it was that much. That's true, right? You didn't go <laughs> off. All right. All right. Thanks, Ma. Interesting. Wow, I really feel like I won something today. <laughs> yeah, you got, you, got the, you got the win, Jay. I'm in there. All right. Okay, win for you. All Cheers. Right. <laughs> Kentucky Derby. It's all about the horses. Cheers. All right. Thank God for them horses. They saved me a knowledge with Nikki today. How about that? How about that? Which brings us in perfectly to our next segment, which is about these horses. It's Mount Playa Playa, but D is going to tell you about Beer Drop before he runs Mount Playa Playa. Yes. So Beer Drop is a site where it does God's work. Right. It makes it it cheap for you to get beers from all over the country, but you get the best deal by going to third and three podcast.com and using our beer drop link, using that link, you'll get the beers at $5 per beer, Mm -hmm. way cheaper than you'll get them at any grocery store, Mm -hmm. way cheaper than you get them at any game for sure at any bar or restaurant. And plus you have to go to that bar. You have to go to that restaurant. You have to go to that game, that grocery store where beer drop, the beer comes to you. What's better than having your steak from Meatworks, wearing mm. your comfy Reebok shoes for only 30 bucks, mm. while drinking a cold beer that's delivered to you? So mm. go to 30 podcastcom use our beer drop link, and go ahead and set up your account to have 10 beers delivered to you per month at only $5 per beer. Damn, baby. Ooh, that sounds wonderful right there. I love how D puts it all together at the end like that. It's just yeah. it's- Magic. Marvelous. That's how you get the second biggest bucks. <laughs> we pay big bucks on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. talent that we are. <laughs> the boss has got to dish out some money over there. All right. The real deal. You take it away, man. Yes. So we are bringing back Mount Playa Playa. And this idea was brought to you by the great mind of Tricky Nikki G. As We're always. To give you our four creative names that we would give our horses if we were rich and owned horses that raced in the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) (laughs) We were going to give you, and this should be some, some great names. You know, there's some crazy names at the Kentucky Derby for these horses. So I can't wait to hear what Jay and Nikki have come up with. So let's start with Nikki. What's your number four for your Kentucky Derby horse racing names. I couldn't wait all day to hear what you guys came up with. I I really was was so excited to hear what you, because it's got to be better than mine. I can't wait. (laughs) No, I don't know that mine are good because I'm not very creative. Um, Yes, you are. (laughs) But I had to like narrow it down because there's like so many funny ways you could go. So my four are directly related to my home state of New Jersey, right? Because my horse would obviously rep. You know, we got to rep Jersey. So number four for me would be Cabs Are Here, the iconic line by DJ Paul D and Jersey Shore, which signifies let's party. Okay. All right. I say, okay. I didn't see where that was going. Now I got you. Cabs are here. (laughs) I like that one for sure. What's your number four, Jay? Bro, I don't even know. I have so many written down because I, I, don't know which ones I love. So with number four, and I'm going to tell you guys a few after because I got to get your opinion on them. Um, 
But number four, I'm going to go with White Bronco. And if you get the reference, that's to OJ speeding away. So you have a horse or an piece of car going very, very fast. And even and in a white horse, if it's a white horse, it makes it even better. Yeah. Well, it has to be white horse. Right, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. So I, <laughs> nah, that's a that's a great reference right there. I love it. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go there, but I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> nah, it it's, that's why we're the third three podcasts, because we'll go there. Right? Here we go. <laughs> All right. So like Nikki, some of my names will pay reference to where I'm from. And wow. in New Orleans, nice. they love to say, let the good times roll, but in French. So the name for my horse would be Les Ailes Le which is let oh. the good times roll in French, which you always hear in New Orleans. Oh, oh <laughs> now I know how you got your lady. Now it's starting. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that, bro. Okay. Don't ask me to say anything else in French. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing for like a month. <laughs> I know, right? I know Derby. Uh, one day we're gonna name horses on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, that was that was excellent. That was great. All right, so what's your number three, Nikki? Uh, so my number three is um, Go Home Bennies. So we call Bennies, uh, well, you know, it's for people from Bayonne, like North Jersey, you come down to where I live near the beach and clog everything up all summer, use all our resources. So we always say Go Home Bennies. So that would be Okay. Nice. All right. I like that. How about that? <laughs> so what is your number three, Jay? I've, I'm just trying to go with my three best over here, and I don't know if they're the best, but we'll see what you guys think about this one. I'm going to go a little corny on you right now. Horse and buddy. <laughs> Bit of horse and buggy. <laughs> like it works. That. I like that one. So horse you got to keep it simple sometimes. And yeah. like simplicity can be the best way to go about things. I like that one. I like that one. Okay. I'm mad at that one. All right. <laughs> All right, so for my number three, gotta bring my Saints into it somehow. So <laughs> this one, my number three would be Let It Breeze. Oh, that's pretty cool. I dig it. Oh, I like that. That could be your uh, fantasy name this year, too. Right? It could be. Yeah. Not could bad. Be. Not so bad. I like that. So that's Very my number nice. three right there. I like it. All right, what's your number two, Nikki? Uh, pork roll, egg, and cheese, our state sandwich. <laughs> like what that. a name for a horse. Could you imagine that? <laughs> you got a horse today, pork roll, egg, and cheese. He's number five coming in. <laughs> he wins. I like that. So the poor girl, egg, and cheese, is there anything else in it besides egg and cheese? What does this sandwich consist of? Oh, so you don't know what pork roll is? No. Oh, it's like a uh, delicious fried pork based uh, breakfast meat. I'll put it that way. Well, you're coming to New York in a couple months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we got to get you pork roll, egg and cheese. Okay. Put it on. I know my mom calls it Taylor ham. If you're from North Jersey, it's called <laughs> Taylor ham, which they are from. We were raised here at the shore. So they call it pork roll. Um, you can get it on a hard roll bagel. Either okay. way, but it's like the state sandwich and the Taylor ham versus pork roll debate, like, will rip families apart, rip the whole entire state apart. So it is a big deal. 
<laughs> I love it. I love that. It's such a big deal. Oh, big deal. Miles Labor, you got it. Yep. Yep. You got to eat some, Damien. Miles, come I'm, in. I'm trying that. I'm definitely getting some pizza and some bagels for sure when we come. Oh, back. oh yes. you can't He's come to New York, New Jersey and not have pizza and bagels. No. There must. Got to, for sure. So what's your number two, Jay? I'll give you guys a few after, but my number two, I'll go with Peyton Manning for three reasons. One, he played for the Colts, he played for the Broncos, and he looks like a horse. His head is shaped so strange and odd. Oh, my God. He can definitely be a horse. So Peyton Manning, um, you know, Kentucky, around Indiana where he grew up, I think that may work out for him. So Peyton Manning, that'd be a great for a horse. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like it. <laughs> so for my number two, I'm going to go football as well. Uh, mine's going to be called Don't Kick It to Hester. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well done. Like well done. So y'all, Devin Hester, greatest yeah. prime returner, kick returner of all time. And yeah. we all remember the opening kick of the Super Bowl, the Colts kicking it to him. And I remember the commentator like, Devin Hester, special returner. Let's see what happens. And next thing you know, yeah. <laughs> it's going, going down the field. Yeah. So yeah, mommy, don't kick it to Hester. It's right. like poetic justice. So, Beautiful. Excited to hear these number ones here. What's your number one, Nikki? F you. Welcome to everybody. Should expect that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. F you. <laughs> right? Just paint that on the horse's toe. Yeah. Have an F and a U on each butt cheek while you're riding in front of everybody. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. What's your number one, Jay? I'm going to go with the dark horse. Okay. The horse okay. you don't expect to win, the dark yeah. horse. I don't know so why nobody... What happens win. when the dark horse is the favorite? The dark horse <laughs> yeah. is the favorite. You see? There you go. That's <laughs> you get things saying like that? There you yeah. go. So I'm going with the dark horse. I have a few others I'm going to throw at you, but I didn't know what my top four were going to be, so I went with those. Okay. I like that one for sure. Uh, for my number one, I had a few different ones going in my head, but if we ever had a horse, I would have to name it third and three. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah, that's what's up. That blows everything away. That's French, up. gosh, everything. Wow. <laughs> that's what's up. I love it. I love it. So third what, uh, what were the other ones you had, Jay? And the horse would only need three legs to win that thing, by the way. So that's what <laughs> It would certainly come in first, and yeah. it would win the triple crown and the Preakness because yes, everything, yes, everything for sure. And then Nothing we'd be rich. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Then it's true. Money will rain from the sky. Yes, I don't know. I could have gone with Mother Buck and Bronco. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, you know that's great. I should have done that one, Mother Buck and Bronco. Then I had one. Children, cover your ears. Rider fest. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I, I'm sorry. I, I, I love that one, Jay. I love what it. about Pony Montana? Oh <laughs> I like Pony. I like Pony Montana for sure. Tina uh, Hay. Tina, <laughs> Tina. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> that's John Bon Pony. Oh, <laughs> put used him in my Jersey theme. Oh, that's right. That would have worked out perfectly for you. Yeah. That would work out. So those are the other ones I had in the Colt 45. I'm like, that seems too obvious and corny. So and then, I'm surprised we haven't had a court a Colt 45. Maybe we have and I just don't know it. But maybe I yeah. We haven't had a Colt 45 horse. I I don't know either. 
Well, thanks, Ma, for the props. I'm glad that we made you laugh. That's a good thing. But I don't, yeah, I feel I got to look up some of these horses' names, but I just started, I'm like, whatever comes to my stupid brain or whatever. And I was actually, when I was in the office today with some of my coworkers, I'm like, we're doing this horse names thing tonight. I'm like, you guys got anything? And they're like, nothing really <laughs> drawing blanks. They did actually, they come up with a couple of like once, like more cowbell. There was a few, like something that, that I laughed at, but um, overall went with these. No, those are, those are really good for sure. I feel like you, it will be dope to name a horse after a running back. <laughs> like, I feel like that would just oh, be yeah. Because we, right. we always call them, you know, the workhorse backs. True. So, like, here, Adrian Peterson turns down the lane. I feel like yeah. that would be, <laughs> <laughs> that I like really that. good to have for sure. Yeah, and it would be just so dope if that horse won. I wish I thought of a running back's name that can work in the pun on words, but I can't. Ah, yeah. oh, man, damn it. Yeah, I can't be put on the spot like that. I can't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe like catch 22. Oh, that's good. That's good. Or Harry Sanders. <laughs> oh, my God. You only needed a half a second to come up with that. They're just, Harry Sanders. They're just there. Like. there. Somehow they're floating around in the yeah. eye cloud of my dumb brain. <laughs> oh, shit. Sure. That was fun. That was. That was I'm glad we right did there. That. So that was presented to you by Beer Drop. And again, you can go to our link on 33podcast.com. $5 per beer brought to your house. Yes, yes. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. I'm glad that Ma did over there. That's uh, had a lot of fun. Love it, love it. That was great. But yeah, before we get out of here, we got to talk about some basketball before this show is over. Um, it's on right now. As I'm looking at the year, probably watching it also. 7570. Yeah. Boston's up at the moment with two minutes and about 40 seconds to go. Uh, what do you, well, since the series is on right now, it's been the most interesting so far, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, this series has been awesome. I love the mad Al Horford moment. We, have, we haven't got yeah. too many of those, yeah. but the Al Horford didn't like Yance's disrespect and went off in the mm-hmm. last game. Um, How about that game, move he put on him at the, getting yeah. to the women? I, I was like, what? I didn't know Horford <laughs> could do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he still had that in him. You know, Harper's been in the league for a minute, uh, mm-hmm. but you saw the best come out of him. And this series is about the best out of each other. I wish Chris Milton was playing, but even without oh, Chris Milton, too. it's been a, a great series. So you got to love that. Like I've been going back and forth watching the game. This one's another good one that's going to come down to the wire in the fourth quarter, yeah. it looks like. Uh, but this series has definitely been the best one. But I see – I've been seeing it, but I think the world is seeing why most people have Giannis as the best player in the world. Yes, with, exactly. even without Chris Middleton, he's carrying this team, and mm-hmm. he's the reason I picked him in seven. Right in this series, I still believe it's going seven games, and hopefully, Nikki's nephew hasn't had a heart attack watching the series. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Poor kid. But it's it's been a great one so far, man. And Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday's come up big in a few games here. Like yeah. these two teams, and it's defense. That's one thing. Like people, defense can be entertaining. And yes. with these two teams, you're seeing great defense being played from game one. Literally, like, maybe four minutes into game one, you saw Milwaukee turn that switch. Like, okay, we have to play defense in this series. Mm-hmm. Timeout was called. I don't know what the coach said, but obviously he's, he's like, defense has to be played here. And they turned up the pressure from that moment. And yeah. both teams have been doing it. So I, I love this series so much. Nikki, this is so much like – I mean, I, I'm not trying to compare Giannis to Jordan <laughs> – but this is almost – it's like Jordan going to get up against all of those great teams and taking them on almost by himself because I'm like, who's going to help Giannis? And Drew Holiday was the first thing that came to mind. And, yes, he has performed 
with Chris Middleton out, but it's not like Portis Jr. is giving you something every single night. It's certainly Grayson Allen isn't giving you something every single night. So, yeah, it's all Giannis, but they do work well as a team overall. And, again, like D emphasized defense between both of these teams. I mean, I don't know if they're the two best teams in the NBA, but they're certainly playing like it. The series is awesome, Nick. I don't know how much you've got to watch, but – Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, amazing athletes also. And Marcus Smart's been playing really well. And it's it's a shame. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, God, I can't. Uh, uh, Williams is out tonight because he's a hell of a defender also and has put up, you know, some points too. Um, but, yeah, Nikki, this series is interesting. If you can catch the fourth quarter after the show, I would definitely recommend you watch it. Yeah, no, this is the one that I've been – able to kind of see more of and this is the one I'm definitely more interested in this is a more entertaining one and I like a good defensive battle and also I do hope for my nephew that it works out for him Um, but yeah no this is definitely definitely one of the more entertaining series Mm -hmm. no doubt we'll see a 10 point game at the moment about a minute to go in the third quarter not that we have to broadcast the game but I'm sure that Boston uh, or I'm sorry Milwaukee has it in him to come back from this 10 point deficit the series is tied 2-2 games in Boston right now. Going to the other Eastern Conference, which we saw last night, D, yo, Philly did not show up. And I don't want to hear excuses like Joel Embiid is pissed off he didn't win the MVP. If you're pissed off, go out there on the court and freaking yeah, show us. Man. Brutal, yeah. Like, go show us, bro, that, like, yo, y'all made a mistake. I'm the freaking man over here. And, look, I know he's playing again with an orbital fracture and a freaking mask on his face, which has to be extremely uncomfortable. And he got popped in the grill again last night. Yeah. Um, but his other team. Imagine the pain. Oh, it's terrible, right? Yeah. But, you know, why isn't Maxi doing more? Why isn't Harden doing more? Why isn't Tobias Harris doing more? I, I can't figure out because he's a good player. Maybe he don't get the ball in his hands enough. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Because right now, Miami beat him by almost 40 points last night and, you know, look to win the series most likely. Yeah, now it's it was surprising because once Joel Embiid came back, you saw like this energy coming to the 76ers. Right. You're like, okay, now this is going to be a real series. And they won the two games at home. And the thing that stood out to me in those two games that Philly won, Jimmy Butler was still kind of having his way. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, those role players are going to play better in Miami while Jimmy Butler continues to do this. And that's what we saw. And I that's didn't expect point. him to blow the 76ers out like that. I thought the 76ers would show up. But Harden is done as far as being a superstar. Absolutely. He can be productive. He can mm-hmm. still be a good player. But he's no longer a max player. He's going to have those games every once in a while where the three-pointers going in, but he no longer can blow past people on a consistent basis. And it's crazy because right. he's 32, 33. He shouldn't be toast I'm at with this you. point. Curry's <laughs> doing it. He's the same age. He's blowing yeah. past people left and right. Exactly. And Chris Paul's 37 now, still. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so with basketball players, they shouldn't be toast at this point. But James Harden does live a different lifestyle than a Chris Paul who's a family man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James yeah. Harden, who is the antithesis of that. But <laughs> with, with him, you see the slowdown happening right in front of us. So it's all on Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, Embiid, not only is he dealing with a broken face, he has the messed up thumb. So you got a messed up thumb on your shooting hand. You're dealing with a broken face. And even when the first game he came back, my wife was sitting there watching with me and watching warm-ups. And he looked up and like to the light. And you could see how sensitive his face was, or his uh, eyes were too light. Uh-huh. So you can see him just like kind of shy away from it yeah. as he looks up into the light. So it still hurts a lot. I, I've never broken a bone in my face. Like, luckily, the only thing I've broken is a couple fingers. But for him to 
have to deal with that and be dependent on for 30 points and to be the defensive anchor is asking a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Heat are going to go ahead and win this series, and it's going to be a battle. Whoever the Heat play, we mentioned defense. The Heat, they bring defense. So whoever they play out of the Celtics and the Bucks, that series is going to be Ooh, a dog fight. Just, <laughs> just yeah. oh, my God. It's going to be so physical. Just so much defense being played. It's going to remind us of, like, a 1997 Heat Knicks series. It's going to be that oh, type yeah. of just defensive battle. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yep. It, it'll be a fantastic series. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, the Heat, people are certainly overlooking them. There's no doubt. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's having his troubles. Um, they need Oladipo to step up more, but Jimmy Butler is incredible. There's no doubt about it. It feels like he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to. And Nikki, if you had a choice, it's it's most likely going to be Miami at this point, unless you know Philly finds the energy and talent to figure this thing out. Who would you rather see? Would you rather see Giannis go for another shot at it, or would you rather see Boston and that team try to bring back the Boston Celtics who haven't won a championship since, what, 2008, I think it is, or something like that? I don't know. What would you rather see, Nikki? Hmm. Oh, I'd rather see hell freeze over and the next <laughs> That's what I'd rather no see. kidding. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, can I tell you, Nikki, you'll flip out over this one. Jay yeah. Will, for some ridiculous reason, uh, reason, Jason Williams, came up with this trade where the Bulls would trade away. It's a three-team trade where the Knicks would get Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick in 2000. In, in, in 2027 and 2028, which actually is against the rules anyway, and we're not waiting five years. Back, yeah. that, right, you can't do that. And we're not Knicks are waiting five years to build around RJ Barrett or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And you know the Lakers, I, I, the Lakers would get Zach Levine in this trade, and the Bulls would get Julius Randle and whatever yada yada. Yeah. You, you saw this right thing, yeah. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Like, that's in – I don't know why. Jay Willow, I respect a hell of a lot. I don't know where he came up with that. That was insane. That's the thing. So it sounds crazy, but the Knicks have been the team to make those deals. That's why – And what is it, where has it got us? That's Yeah, exactly. But that's why people keep putting those deals out there. Russell Westbrook is somebody who is one year removed from being a guy who could average triple-double, right? And if he's put in a situation where you put the ball in his hands, he's not around LeBron and not actually standing in the corner, Russell Westbrook can still put up numbers. Now, does those numbers lead to wins and playoff wins? No. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. So you they shouldn't go after Russell Westbrook just to bring in numbers or just to have, mm-hmm. say, we have a superstar, quote-unquote, on the roster. I don't know how the Knicks fix it, but going after Westbrook isn't it. They no. have to – but R.J. Barrett, and maybe you are able to attract some other free agents because of him, because he has shown a lot of improvement this year. Looks yeah. like he's taking that turn towards being somebody who could be really, really good. Julius Randle, I don't know what happened, oh. honestly, this year. He fooled us last year, man. He fooled us. Yeah, it, it seems like that. It seems like it was a one-year wonder type thing. Yeah. Where Because I thought for sure I had the Knicks going to playoffs this year when I did my pre-NBA show. I was like, Knicks, last year? Yeah. I was like, oh, Nick should make. I said they'll take a little drop. Maybe they'll end up in the seven or eight spot. They mm-hmm. should make the playoffs. I had no idea they'll have this terrible of a year. So terrible. Yeah, I I don't know how they fix it because their roster, the way it's set up, is kind of hard to just come up with ideas. You have to really sit yeah. down and think about it. But yeah, it's it's tough for Knicks fans, man. I feel sorry for you guys. 
Yeah, it's, you should. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, we're, we're done waiting. You know, we, we need yeah. to get you know, Donovan Mitchell's a name that's been floated out there that's probably not going to be on Utah next year. I would love it if somehow the Knicks got him and Zion, Zion Williamson. I don't know. Again, nothing against New Orleans. Who knows if he stays there? If he does, I think that New Orleans could be a fantastic team. But um, I'm not even sure I'd want Zion. I'm afraid of the future and everything. But God, he's a remarkable talent. But yeah, Nikki, we're. We're done waiting. We need to get some superstars over here and do it quick because teams are just feeling like the East is getting so much better and we're nowhere to be found. It's no. pathetic. No, really it's pathetic. tough all around uh, to be a New York fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not easy, really. You kidding. You take your pick. Any t- it's just not it's not easy. No, no. So, you know, we like RJ Barrett and he definitely shows promise, but we need more than that. Much like Luca on Dallas, who needs more than just Luca, and we've seen Brunson do his thing. Kleber shows up once in a while, D, but Luca needs another running mate. There's <laughs> whoever it's going to be. It's going to be. I think if Donovan Mitchell went there again, another name, that they would work out really well. But again, they both need the ball in their hand. Yeah. But in this series alone, Phoenix is clearly the better team, and they show that again last night with Chris Paul not doing well until the fourth quarter. He finally showed up and, you know, let Booker and Aiton take control of the first three quarters. Um, Dallas, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm impressed that they were even able to get two wins out of this series. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect them to get two wins. My pick was Phoenix in five. Um, so them getting two wins is just, you know, all the credit in the world to Luka. Uh, Brunson finally showed up. Brunson's good, but his lack of size is really showing this series. Mm-hmm. Like when he has Devin Booker on him. Devin Booker at 6'5", whose NBA standards isn't the biggest guy, but against Brunson, seems to tower over him. And you right. can see that in, on defense where Booker has improved defensively. You can see him kind of giving Brunson a lot of trouble. Jalen Brunson, who looked like a superstar in the first round against Utah, mm-hmm. had struggled in this series. So Luka needs somebody to be that second guy. And the crazy thing is, Porzingis was supposed to be perfect. Now, in theory, that's the perfect fit. The right. big guy who can play off of Luca, they can pick and roll, pick and pop, and then every once in a while you can give to him in the post, and he even pop up to three. He was supposed to be perfect. I don't. I still want to know what happened and how this didn't work out. Like Porzingis, I understand he had the injuries and what he showed us in New York. He's not going to be that guy who was flying around getting block shots and all that stuff. I get his legs didn't allow that for him, but he's still a great offensive player. Not great, but a good offensive talent. It should have worked with him and Luca. He should have been a great number two for him. And I don't know where they go now to get number two. Like you mentioned, Donovan Mitchell, in theory, that sounds great, but they both need a ball. Exactly. So right. how do you split it up when Luca controls the ball so much? You don't want Donovan Mitchell there just sitting in the corner. That's a waste of money and talent to have him there and not having the ball. Of course. So and it was funny, somebody mentioned that because Luca and DeAndre Ayton were on the same team or the same draft, excuse me. Right. And Phoenix took DeAndre Ayton over Luca. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh man, Luca, you should have took Luca. But Luca is the better player, but Ayton was the better fit. Because Luca yeah. and Devin Booker, I don't know if they fit well together. I don't know if the Phoenix mm-hmm. is having the success they have with Luca and Devin Booker instead of Devin Booker, Ayton, then adding a Chris Paul, who's a more pass first point guard. Right. So it, it's all about fit when it comes to it. So they need to find that second guy. Sorry, my phone just wanted to. No, up there, but it's all about finding that perfect fit. So I don't know who they can find to be that guy, but it'll be like a powerful center type that'll be perfect to go with Luca. I think. 
Yeah, well, like, Nikki, we know that the problem with Christoph Porzingis, he looked great in New York, is yeah. the fact that he never put weight on anywhere. He, he remained a pencil forever, and he needed to work out. And he just – and I'm talking about lifting weights with his legs, his upper body, the whole deal. <clears throat> I think that's where he went wrong, and he's so frail. That's why he got hurt. And it was weird, right, Nikki? Like, we're like, oh, my God, we got this guy Porzingis. We're going to – the Knicks are going to take off. And then the next thing we know, he's gone, and he's getting hurt and sucking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. More disappointment. Bad time. More, yeah. More Bad time. But, you know, D, just to your point real quick before we get to the very last series and get out of here for the night to watch the fourth quarter, I'm thinking about <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I know it's an extreme, but – you know, the Heatles, when they got together, you had LeBron and Wade and Bosch, who all were primary ball handlers, but figured a way to work it out. I think if you had the intelligence of, you know, a guy like Luca and and uh, Donovan Mitchell, that they can figure it out somehow. You don't want the ball in just one person's hands. We know that. So while we say that we have a couple of guys who are ball dominant, it's still okay. You know, like, because then one of them can run the show while one takes a rest for maybe three minutes or whatever it is. So in that respect, it still works. But you're right. Phoenix just happened to work out perfectly. They got the center. They got the strong shooting guard or small forward or whatever you want to call them. And the point guard of all time. So yeah. that just fits amazing. And that's kind of rare in, in, in today's game with the lack of big men that are out there, you know? Yeah, no, for sure it is. And the thing is, the big men – there's either it seems like there's no middle ground. Now people say there's no middle class anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that way with big men. Like you have either Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. Then like there's yes. this huge drop off right. to other big men in the NBA. Right. Uh, so to have someone like Aiden who's kind of right there in the middle, like mm -hmm. he's he can have his nights where he can be excellent, but most of the time he's pick and roll. He's gonna hit the mid range jumper. Aiden has an excellent mid range jumper. Like for a big man, his touch yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, he shoots from the baseline well. Absolutely. Yeah, Let me ask you, who would you rather have? Would you rather have him or Bam out of Bayou if you're Phoenix? Oh, that's a really good question. I, I know, love that's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why he gets the big bucks, Nikki. I know. <laughs> but ooh, that's a tough one. I would go I would go out of, out of bio for my personal taste because mm -hmm. I love out of bio's versatility on defense. Yes, okay, could, I agree with you. He could switch out and he could guard point guard, shooting guard, yes. whoever. Yeah. Aiden even though he's not a bad defender at all, when it comes to those switches, it's still a mismatch when a point guard gets on him. I love Adebayo. That's why Miami Heat are so good and that defense is so good. Mm -hmm. Adebayo is a huge part of that. Having someone like Jimmy Butler, Adebayo, and P.J. Tucker, all those guys on your defense, that's what makes the Miami Heat so tough, man. So I, I would take Adebayo, but Aiton is really close there. And Aiton, and they both kind of have a similar offensive game. Adebayo and Aiton, they both love the mid-range jumpers. Yeah, uh, but out of bio defensively, I think it's just better because of his versatility. I think that you nailed it, bro. That, <clears throat> that would be my uh, argument, especially the fact that, like you said, he can come out and he can guard the point guard on switches like no yeah. problem and keep up with him. His length is ridiculous. Um, I would, I think DeAndre Ayton may be a little bit better of a player, a better shooter, a better offensive player, a little bit, yeah. but defensively, Bam takes him. So I agree with you there. Yeah, didn't want to get sidetracked, but I thought that. Your basketball mind, I thought that you might find that interesting. Um, man, one of the best players that we've seen in a little while, this youngster freaking John Morant. I mean, I know they went 20 and five without him this year. And Nikki, I know, I know you've seen John Morant. He's freaking nuts. He takes off, he fly, he, he's awesome. And he does a lot of other great things too for especially a thin guy. If it, he's got to put on some weight so he can, you know, really yeah. be hanging there and bang down low when he's got to. And so he doesn't fall on the floor every time he drives to the hole. 
But Nikki, without a guy like that, you're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, you know, Draymond Green. It's just too much. You know, it's too much for them. They can't handle it. No, no, that's uh, quite a tall order. (laughs) It really is. I mean, I've I've never said D. I've honestly, and I've spoken with a few people about this and gone on Twitter. And Derek Rose's name came up, you know, a few others. But I've I've never seen anybody like John Morant get to the hole so fast. I mean, he goes from zero to 60 like that. It's really amazing. And it's like, it looks like he has no control of his body, but he does. He's in perfect control. He is yeah. unbelievable. I, I don't know. who's. If, can you name a guy who's been faster to the hole than him? I don't think I can. I feel like young Russell Westbrook, like OKC, those first That's few years. That's a good years. comparison. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Young Russell Westbrook was just an explosive. Now, like it makes that. Ja different. I think Ja, he could, you could see his jumper getting better. Russ's jumper mm-hmm. never got there. Uh, ja Morant, he never had a jumper to begin with. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, exactly. Ja Morant, his jumper, you could see getting better and better. And his three-point percentage went up way a lot from last year to this year. Uh, with John Morant, man, like you said, with Russ, he always had like a natural bulkiness to him, though. So you know mm-hmm. he'll be able to take the punishment. With Ja, mm-hmm. he's just so slender. So you, you're right. He definitely has to add some muscle for sure. Yeah. And you want to be careful with it, add it to where he can add it and still keep that explosiveness. Right. Uh, so and they've got trainers and all that stuff that know how to do that stuff and add the mm-hmm. lean muscle and all the stuff they say. So he'll be able to get better with that. And I feel like in, he's 21. We all were super skinny. All of us that played sports were super skinny. <laughs> at 20, years old. Absolutely. So he's going to add weight as he gets older. And I can see him just getting better and better, being a constant MVP candidate. It's a shame that he's out for at least this series, it looks like. Yep. So they're going to lose. They're going to lose. But mm-hmm. they had a golden opportunity. The last night, both yeah. teams – playing just the sloppiest basketball awful I've game. ever seen. Awful, <laughs> yeah. awful game. It was disgusting. I don't know why I stayed up watching it, but go ahead. Yeah, because the only reason if any team would have got up by 10, I would have turned it off. But yeah, it, it, right. it, it stayed close the whole time, so you had to – like it, you stayed engaged because of it, but it was so sloppy. I, it felt like I was watching me play at the rec center. Like it was me <laughs> and, some, and like some regular guys playing basketball. I wrote it. It looked like the first game of LA Fitness in the morning. Like everybody just like warmed up. <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> I like that. It was nothing but just bad shots and turnovers the whole game. And then in that fourth quarter, you saw that championship medal from Golden State. They turned it on. They win yep. the game. And that was a golden opportunity for Memphis. If they would have had any run, got up by 10, 15 points they won that game. Mm-hmm. Golden State, you eventually you thought they would turn it on because me and my friend were talking during the game, like, okay, second half, Golden State's going to turn it on. They'll win by like 10, 15. And they just never got there until like the end of the fourth quarter. That's right. And Actually, they didn't they, take – oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to say they didn't even take the lead until 47 seconds left in the game. Yeah, exactly. So they never turned it on like you thought they would. And like for Memphis to let that go – the fact that Memphis is only up at about three points at halftime when Golden State shooting 10% from the three-point line, mm. it's, just, it's, just, it's just crazy. So the fact yeah. that they let that opportunity go, they're going to lose this series now. I wouldn't be shocked if game six is a blowout. Yeah, that was their chance. Yeah, and I don't even think they're going to try to bring Job back for this because they know they're going to lose. Yeah. And why risk giving this guy any more injury? He is your future. There's no doubt about it. 
oh my god, he's going to get paid so much money. It's silly, Nikki. He might be the highest paid basketball player of all time. Let's be real. He's the next in line, right? It's always the next guy up. He may get the highest contract we've ever seen in NBA history. This is very he's, possible. Yeah, because of the pay structure. When you talk about him being the highest paid player ever, if he stays healthy and plays for 15, 16 years, I could definitely see that because his these contracts are going to keep going up and up and up. And he's right in that sweet spot yep. where he's going to get all this crazy money. Like right now, the big thing with Philadelphia is that James Harden is due for a $200 million extension and he's not, you know, he's no longer a $200 million player. So that's nope. what's going to be the big bind because they traded all this away to get James Harden. Do you just give that away or do you try to get James Harden to take less than the max when another team might jump on it and think, oh, we can save James Harden? He's still young. <laughs> so there's, it's going to be very, very interesting offseason because these contracts keep going up and up and up. And John That's Morant's right. going to be right there getting all that money. <laughs> so much money. Just like Tom Brady, right, Nikki? Unbelievable. Like if you didn't have enough already, $37.5 million uh. for 10 years to save probably five words a week on Fox. It's ridiculous. I know. It's not fair. It's not fair. Life certainly isn't fair, but whatever. Uh, I guess he earned it, quote unquote. You have whatever you want to say. I don't know. Somehow you got a good analyst, though. I could say, I think I'm sure he will be. I'm sure he will be. He has amazing football knowledge. Now, I don't know if this new personality that we've seen is being overrated. Like, they think he's going to be so funny Mm -hmm. on TV. I I don't think he's paid Manning. I don't know if he's going to be I, like, I agree. yeah, I it's agree. funny. Or even like, I don't think he has that thing that he, him and Eli have where they could be funny and awkward. I don't know if Tom already has that. Mm. So it's going to be, but we have to wait a year to see. I think he's going to be done after this year. Announcing the contract. Yeah. All that stuff. I think he's like done it. after this year. Yeah. He did say he was going to play till 45. He's 45 in August. So, I mean, if yeah. anybody's going to stick to its word, I guess it's probably him. You know, I, I, I would suppose, yeah. but then again, we will see, but unbelievable. Cause like, I mean, really, like any – I don't want to call him Joe Schmoes because anybody who's calling an NFL game has certainly made it and worked hard at their craft, but they're not yeah. making yeah. – I mean, th- their salaries are probably no more than a couple hundred grand a year, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but you're doing the same job as Tom Brady's doing, and you've been doing it for 20 years, and this is what you're getting paid compared to this guy. To me, that's complete horse shit in light of what we've been talking about during the show, horses in the Kentucky Derby. That is crap. <laughs> Whatever. Man, I say I love how you bring it full circle. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I, it's, but you're right, though. Like <laughs> him coming in right away, getting 37 million oh, a year is crazy because people went crazy about Tony Romo getting, what, 17? Right. And 17. Tony Romo, yeah. He did it for a year or two and proved how good he was before he yeah. got a big time contract. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's coming in right away just off of his name. 37 That's million it. a year. And like you said yeah. earlier, we're going to watch anyway. We don't care who's calling the game. We're watching well, anyway. I care who's calling the game. I bet you do a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. There are some people who are bad at it. Like you'll yes. notice, like, okay, this guy, okay, I can't listen yeah. to them. They're bad you at can't it. Listen to it. Some people as that's long true. as you're not bad at it, we're good. Like it yeah. is like it's fine. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of many that are bad at it, but um yeah. No. And a lot of them, you always have an analyst and you have a former NFL player. That's usually how it works. And somehow you get a team. So who will be Brady's new teammate when he retires? I'll have a brand new teammate, and I don't know who it's going to be. We'll see who it is. Maybe he gets Al Michaels. I, mean, I don't know, but I'm not going to speculate because I don't really give that much of a shit. But what I do give a shit about is what's going on with Nikki's life and wanting her to be healthy, happy. She's still dealing with a little bit of this nonsense, guys. So let's 
all pray for her after the show that she gets better so she can get back out there and do what she loves to do. But in the meantime, I guess you've had a lot of TV time. Nikki, if I were to watch any other reality show, which I'm not, what would it be? Below Deck. I think below you would deck. Below you Deck. Know. Yes, right. I think you would. Uh, we have Below Deck on Monday. Real Housewives of New Jersey Reunion Part 2 was last night. It was crazy. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiered tonight at 8, though. So I'll catch that on the DVR. Uh, got Dubai premiering on June 1st. So, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, you guys can catch me Sunday. I'm on the full Monty show. I think I'll be on at 11.15. All so right. You can catch me there. You can get me on Twitter, of course, at Nikki Nick 9384 And, yes, feeling better from COVID. However, I am at the stage where I can't taste or smell. So that's unfortunate because I am starving. But when you can't taste and you can't smell anything, oh. you kind of just like meh about food. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully in a few more days. We are praying for you. We are praying for you. We know you're absolutely fine, but just so you don't yeah. feel like crap anymore, you know, that that's it. You don't yeah. deserve it. Do crap is all over the show today. All right. <laughs> take us somewhere else, man. Take us somewhere else. Because uh, you recently just put out a new episode of yours. Yes. So today I put out a new episode of my podcast, The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Uh, this episode is called The Big Bad Boxing Show. It's mm. a whole episode all about boxing. Uh, so much was going on in boxing. We saw the pound for pound king fall this past weekend. Uh, Canelo Alvarez lost. Amazing, huh? Did you see that yeah. coming? Did you see that coming? I, I did not see it coming. I put mm-hmm. money on Canelo. That's how much I did not see it coming. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, it this was. Man I mean, it. Another thing I love about D, he admits it straight up. This guy's got. Oh, I'm yeah. waiting for real deal derby bets. I mean, I <laughs> tomorrow. Next, like, next year, I'm gonna next year I'm gonna do some research, and I'm definitely yeah. gonna have real deal derby bets. Okay, when it comes around. Sure. Well, we still got the Preakness and the Belmont, so we still got oh, two okay, races. So I'm, I'm gonna try to do some research and, and right. get those in there for sure. Because my real deal bets have been doing pretty well. Yes. Yeah, man. Up that weekend, my NBA bets and I did an undercard fight before the Canelo fight all hit. So I did an eight card parlay. Seven of them hit. The Canelo fight comes. Canelo loses, and wow. <laughs> killer kills my eight leg parlay. Oh. But. So that's how much I didn't see Canelo losing. I knew it would be tough, like, just to go on a, a quick tangent. I know we've been going over our time. Dimitri Boval is a very disciplined fighter, very tough. And he's he's from Russia, so he fits, like, that Russian stereotype, just like Ivan Drago, right. just keeps coming forward. <laughs> like, yeah. He just doesn't right. stop. He definitely looks like that type of guy. And I knew it would be tough for Canelo. But what I didn't expect was for Canelo not to have an answer. He didn't have an answer. Like when Dimitri Baval kept coming forward, just hitting him with jabs and straight right hands, pushing right. him back, using his size. Canelo's been against bigger fighters before, but for some reason against those other bigger fighters, he's able to break them down, get to the body, because he's such a powerful puncher. With Baval, those power punches didn't matter. He that just kept coming forward. You <laughs> look like yeah, a you look like a different fighter. I didn't recognize yeah. him in the ring. I'm like, what's going on right now? I don't. This isn't how he fights. So, you're right, because he's usually the guy who will take advantage of the fight, but he got taken advantage of. You're right. Yeah, exactly. And Baval just kept coming forward. And mm-hmm. Canelo was trying to get in Baval's head, like, oh, come, come here, come here, mm-hmm. stop staying back. And he's not Baval's not gonna do anything that he doesn't want to do. Yeah, like, he's very disciplined. He's like, Okay, I'm gonna stand right here at range. I got longer arms than you, I'm gonna punch you from here. You gotta come <laughs> forward and take these punches to get close to me. And there he did a perfect job, great fight from Baval. 
So on this recent episode, I'll talk about that, of course. I'll talk about some of the fights from the weekend before. Of course, we talked about Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano being the biggest one boxing match of all time. Yeah. I'll talk about that. Uh, Shakur Stevenson, his bright future. And I do my updated pound-for-pound rankings since Canelo's no longer the top dog. Mm. I do my updated on rankings on this episode. So if you're a boxer fan, please go check that out. Uh, my Real Deal bets, you can check those out by following me at The Real Deal, W-D-A. That's The Real Deal, W's and Whiskey, D's and Delta, A's and Alpha. I'm always doing content. I'm dropping something at all times, like either like a quick minute video here or there. It could be something stupid LeBron James says about <laughs> most improved player voting. I'll, I'll drop a comment on that. I'll do a quick video. So just follow me on social media. You'll have all that content. And please check out all our articles on 3rd3podcast.com. Jason just wrote a, a great one recently. He mentioned it earlier about the top five most improved teams in the offseason. Great work on that one. I recently wrote one about the Canelo fight, and I have one coming tomorrow where I will publish my top 10 pound-for-pound list on 33podcast.com. Nice. We get the exclusive here on 3rd and 3. I like it. We get the real deal top 10. I yes. love it. I love it. That's excellent. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, D, you are very active, man. You are you're all over, and you got a lot of followers and a lot of people that listen, watch you, man. Excellent job. I can't live up to you, brother. I, you know, I, I could do this show, and that's about all I got with my old 42-year-old basketball. But I could do this, and I'll you know, do the Power 32 podcast once in a while when I'm feeling like it, when something comes up uh, nice and sweet. But it looks like we're in the NFL real offseason for at least the next couple of months. Basketball will dominate for a little while, but you know on third and three, we always got stuff for you. We're going to come out with everything. Look, we gave you horses yeah. names today. We talked about the ultimatum. Who knows what's going to happen next week? We sure as hell don't know because we don't figure it out until about 24 hours before the show. So we'll find out then. We'll let you guys know a day later. So tune in, Third and Three podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday night live at 7 o'clock Eastern. Nikki, let's get the wave going. Peace, everyone. Thank you for watching. (laughs) Till next time.